Hey, what's up? Welcome to Movie Dumpster Season 3, Episode 32. Today we're talking about Call Me Claws from 2001, directed by Peter Werner. I'm Joel Escola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. I'm Connor. Call me Claws because I ripped my own eyes out and put them in my hands and, you know, said Liberate Tutame towards the screen when this movie was over. McGraw! And I guess that makes me Julie Lockwood. Welcome to the dumpster. Lucy, as you know, I have been Santa for very nearly 200 years. But that's only the half of it. The Santa before me also served for 200 years, as did the Santa before him, and so on. Right back to the original St. Nicholas in the third century. Right. Now, sadly, my term of office is drawing to a close. And the rules of Christmas decree that I have to find somebody to take my place before midnight on Christmas Eve. And if I don't, the or else factor takes effect. The or else factor? Well, you've heard about the great flood and Noah's Ark. Yeah. This time there's no ark. Oh, get out of here! I know you were not trying to convince me that that flood happened because you couldn't find a Santa Claus. This is a fucking dry fart in a church of a movie. <laughs> what the f- fuck? Con- Connor can't make it to the end of the show. He's got to give it away in the first five seconds. Yeah, for real. My God. Let's set the scene here. This is a made-for-TV movie with Whoopi Goldberg long after she gave a shit. <laughs> Did she ever give a shit? <laughs> It was about the time when she stopped giving it, I think, is what it was. How many shits did Whoopi give? <laughs> um, yeah, so here we are. We're, we got our second movie kicking up for our trashing through the snow month. And uh, we got the lovely, my fiance, the lovely Julie Lockwood uh, on the show with us today, bringing us some uh, Whoopi Goldberg uh, made for TV uh, uh Goodness, question mark? I mean, Merry Christmas, guys. Really. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, <laughs> this is the best I could do. If the holiday spirit isn't just falling out of your ass at the end of this movie, then are you even human? It's dripping off my dreadlocks. I I just can't. <laughs> it's dripping out of Whoopi's ass, that's for sure. Down her leg, down the sleigh. Sop it up with those dreadlocks. Take a little <laughs> sip. Mm, mm, mm. Tastes like Christmas spirit to me. So good. This makes the holiday switch look like... A, a cheerful ride. What? <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't go that far. Connor, I really no. No, you hated this that much. If you want the deep uh, opinions of holiday switch watchers, just go over to our YouTube channel and look at the uh, episode and read the comments. Oh my goodness! Somebody was like, "You guys just didn't get it." Who said that? And I'm like, "Can you please explain to me what we didn't get about this movie?" I've misinterpreted the art. I mean, I think we all got it. It was just fucking stupid. I got it. There's not much to get. No. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, it's not a fucking refin movie. Like, what are you trying to tell me? I can't believe someone's trying to defend it over there on YouTube. I love how, like, they started explaining it, and then their whole conversation just fucking unraveled, and by the end of the comment, they were like, yeah, it sucks. 
<laughs> they were like, yeah, you know what? I think the they get the present at the end. You know what? That doesn't really make any sense. Now that I've looked at the description of this movie, maybe. I Now that I've typed it out and read it back, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is fucking stupid. Yep, sure is. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. N- nobody that went through that uh, dryer and came out the other side ever ended up uh, in better shape. I mean, <laughs> let's look at Allie Oates. She came out as fucking Grimace, and she's never been the same since. That's true. I, I think that's what it is. That fucking dryer fucks you up, man. Could be. Well, she has, like, compound tragedy syndrome, where it's like every bad thing that could happen to her has happened. <laughs> it dries up the holiday spirit right out of you. Mm-hmm. She's pretty much had to just, you know, cover herself in, in those clothes 24-7 because that Grimace visage is just hideous. That's what gives her her power, though, is those dirty clothes. Yeah, the Grimace, uh, you know, uh, skin, fur, whatever you want to call it, is an unfortunate side effect of uh, climbing through that dryer. Yeah, it's kind of like Dr. Manhattan, sort of. But she's a big purple stupid thing. Right, she's like cursed. Well, she's the mother of DC's Ragman, remember? Yeah, there you go, she cursed. Um, so yeah, there's not too much, you know, usually we drop the trivia on you or whatever and we talk about um all the uh, wonderful actors and actresses and uh, special effects guys and history and all that kind of stuff. But there really isn't shit with this. <laughs> <laughs> um, the director, Peter Werner, like just did a ton of TV a bunch of who could give a fucks. He did like the like he directed like the ghost some of the Ghost Whisperer like an episode of NCIS like just random shit. Um, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the only other thing I got for you is this is this is a TNT original for the Christmas season of two thousand and one. Two thousand one. So when I first suggested this to Joe, in my head I'm like. Yeah, I used to watch this movie as a kid all the time. And then I looked it up and I'm like, 2001? I was in fucking high school. (laughs) What am I talking about? When did I watch this fucking movie? What was I on? What was going on? Like, I have a shit memory, like, no doubt about it. But that's pretty bad. Pretty bad that I first saw this in high school. Well, well, if... If you go by the 2020 time scale, then that was like 30 <laughs> years ago because yeah. January of this year was like five years ago. Yes, very true. The tender age of seven years old. <laughs> oh, wait. I was smoking cigarettes when this came out. <laughs> um, I was I was probably watching the Royal Rumble or something. I think it was Armageddon, actually. I probably was too, Connor, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna lie. I think Triple H and Vince was the year before. I think that year was a six-man hell in a cell. Oh, so good. I'm glad that you know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so before we before we get into this holiday treat, mm. um, do, uh, do we have any Patreon questions? Senor Sean. Uh, yes, we do. <laughs> uh, we got a few here. And uh, you can always uh, head over to that patreon.com forward slash movie dumpster, sign up for any tier, get access to all the uh, posts on there, and uh, you can ask us questions. And of course, you can always email us over at movie dumpster podcast at gmail.com. Our first question here comes from Jacob Fonsbeck, and he says, As it is trashing through the snow, what would be the trashiest gift? you have ever gotten or given to someone. Mm. <laughs> like, just like a crappy gift? Mm. Yeah, I guess, right? We did a Secret Santa, uh, the first animal hospital I worked at, and um, let's just say, like, the environment there was uh, the absolute worst. Nobody, like, there's a few close-knit people, and I got someone from Kennels who I had absolutely no relationship with, and I just got her, like, a coffee mug with a dog on it. Like, a day later, I was like, <laughs> that's the lamest gift I've ever given anybody. I mean... That I got at Ross for $4. It could be worse. You know that she's into dogs at least. 
And everybody loves a coffee mug. Yeah, she was like, oh, cool. Uh, She's like a golden retriever. I like those. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, woot. The the, the workplace secret Santas usually have some of the worst gifts. It's either like a really good gag gift. Hey, here's a coffee mug with some fucking marshmallows you're never going to use. And uh, I've definitely given a few of those away. I'm sorry. I'd rather get a mug full of marshmallows and hot chocolate. I mean, that's what I'm saying, but it's not really, you know, I think that's like the shittiest thing I can think of, I guess. It's not the worst gift. The shittiest thing I can think of, it was like my second job ever as a graphic designer, like just out of school. And I worked so hard for this at this job, and I like, I really like, Put a lot of work in. And it was it was supposed to be a goof, but they got me a shirt that said, I draw pictures all day <laughs> and thought that was funny. <laughs> wow. Because like I it, like it wasn't a real job, you know? Wow. I think that's the shittiest thing. And they were like, here, get it. And I'm like, yeah, fuck you. Um, thank you. Oh, that's dark, honey. Suffice to say, that was probably one of the worst jobs that I've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for this gift that's reductive of my passion. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Yes, perfect. Thank you. So I think that's the worst one. Um, I, I, Even if I don't have a lot of money or even if it's like, again, like I've never done the Secret Santa shit at work. I just never, I'm not into that. I don't really try to make friends with my coworkers because that's just how I am. Uh, at least, you know, not outside of work. I at least put a little bit of thought into it. Like I, I'm perceptive. Like you can you can tell when somebody likes something or not. Like like if I didn't know Sean, I and I saw him every day, and I saw like what kind of shirts he wore and stuff. I could get I can glean what he's into, right? Yeah. Yes. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess where I was going with that was like if I I can't remember any offhand, but if I had bought somebody something, it was it was semi uh uh, uh you know like I, I think it's very akin to to Connor's story with the dog on the mug. I mean, she liked dogs. She works at a vet. There you go, bingo bongo. Haggerty. <laughs> the other side of that is that the person who got me went out of their way to print out this fucking huge uh, flash reverse flash art that I happen to like, but didn't know they were after this, and just fucking slapped it on a t-shirt and gave it to me. I was like, this is the best gift I've ever gotten. Thank you. <laughs> that's awesome. Love this. Well, that's very thoughtful, you see. I'm trying to think of the worst gift I've ever given, though, because it's gotten or given or both. I mean, it's, he, he specifically does say trashiest, so. Oh, trashiest. It doesn't necessarily have to be bad. It could just be like, eh, this was kind of a cool gift, but it kind of sucked at the same time, I guess. I don't know. It's kind of a loose definition. I mean, I did once give... My dear sister-in-law, a burned copy of Hanson's Christmas album snowed in, which some people would probably consider trashy. But like, listen, that album fucks. It's great. I remember buying it at the Wiz. Come at me if you feel bad about it. But yeah, that was pretty bad, I guess. I can't think of a single gift that I got from a relative, but there have been plenty of times where like an aunt has tried to has tried to figure out what I'm into by just throwing something at the wall. Oh sure. <laughs> oh yeah. And just got home with like this like, here's this thing you might like. It's like I have no investment in this whatsoever, but thank you. <laughs> I'll see you again next year. Or the opposite of that, where everybody knows when you're into one thing and then you get yeah. every single thing that has to do with that topic. Oh my god. How many fucking Led Zeppelin things do did I get over the years? Mm-hmm. That's like my dad. He always tells a story that like one Christmas or a birthday or something, he mentioned that he liked penguins and then he just got like penguin shit for like the rest of his life. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, 
guys, I said I liked penguins. Like, <laughs> give me a fucking break. I'm not in love with penguins. I mean, he's kind of into it, but I think he definitely thinks that people overreacted. <laughs> oh, we used to do, uh, it, this is like an infamous uh, thing in my family. We used to do uh, the game gif. I think J- uh, Julie has even experienced that a couple times uh, at my uncle's house. I have. And for a while there, it was like, you know, they 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 would all the women would like buy like the same thing, so they all got the same thing that they all like, right? <laughs> but like a lot of times, it was just like the silliest shit. And long story short, it got to a point where like people were like getting mad at each other over the gifts. So they we just stopped doing it all together. Right. Yeah, I don't want to blow up my family spot too much, but it was fucking it was it was pretty funny. And then it got really intense. It did. It did. It got super passionate and intense. Some people were like, "You know what? We're just bringing booze." And everybody was like, "Yeah, we're on board with that." And then some other people were like, "Yeah. Let's go get that Radio Shack alarm clock radio that goes in the shower." <laughs> like that's going to be a great gift. Let's get a travel a travel billiards kit. Yeah. You know those little those little fucking pool tables that you play in the car that you can't play with in the car? Oh yeah. <laughs> Tabletop billiards. Scrabble to go. Yeah. <laughs> Trouble on the road. <laughs> <laughs> Used to have it. I'm not even making that up. Oh my god! It, it probably wasn't actually called that, but it was definitely trouble. This little tiny fucking one. Yeah, getting into trouble. Sure. Yeah, we, you weren't getting into too much trouble when you had that game. That was getting you into and out of trouble at the same time. It's all over the fucking floor now, but uh, you know, under the seats that disappeared into the dark recesses of the of the station wagon or whatever the minivan. Right. Yeah. And you open up the trunk and they go fall on the ground in the middle of some fucking rest stop and you're never to be seen again. Yeah. <laughs> Um, But thank you for that question, Jacob. Uh, We go to our next question from Nick Lowry. How you doing, Nick? He says, huh, another movie I have not seen yet. Well, uh, neither did uh, I think most of us until this recording. (laughs) He says, any chance Whoopi turns into a Santa Claus monster of some kind? (laughs) I wish, man. I mean... Well, your guess was half right. (laughs) Yeah, right. What is your definition of monster? Asking ye shall get. She's going to be Krampus now. Oh, my God. In a Photoshop wonder. Well, she is a monster, a person to work for, and, you know, spoilers, kind of become Santa Claus, so maybe yes. <laughs> uh, sort of. <laughs> you don't bring her that latte, then she's really getting angry. That's when she turns into a monster. It's got to be a vanilla one. Yeah, she needs a Snickers. And she ain't saying thank you. Mm-mm. For anything, by the way. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I, I, if that didn't clue you in, Nick, you'll find out by the end of this episode if you have yet to see it by the time you listen. Now I'm thinking of all kinds of stuff. Like, what about the bumble with, like, dreadlocks? That would be a good look. Uh, yeah, maybe. I could kind of see it. There you go. Yeah. I'm I, I'm seeing, like, a death claw from Fallout with Whoopi's attire. <laughs> okay. The long claws <laughs> coming at you, darting towards you at full speed. It's just Krampus, but it has her glasses and hair. <laughs> No eyebrows, though. And the Santa jacket without a belt. <laughs> no eyebrows, Julie? Is that what you said? No eyebrows. <laughs> Question. Has Whoopi Goldberg ever had eyebrows? No. Yeah, yeah. When? She did, right? At one point? did she? Was she in like an accident or something? You Photoshop some eyebrows on Whoopi Goldberg and tell me if that looks normal. <sighs> Damn. I, you know, it's probably one of those things where like I just don't think about it, but now that we're talking about it, I have to like think back. I'm always like, what is off about her face? I'm like, oh... She doesn't have any eyebrows. That's, yeah, okay. It's like trying to ponder when Bruce Willis went bald, you don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Since birth. It's been part of your life for a long time. Right, yeah. (laughs) He was born bald and just stayed that way. (laughs) I'm just used to it, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, thank you, Nick. Uh, Our next question from Kyle McDonald. 
So my question is, what was your favorite Christmas present ever? The one you will remember the rest of your life. So kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum as of, of Jacob there. That one's a little bit easier. Oh, that's a little tough. I For me, that one's a little bit easier because I was always a fucking Barbie Dreamhouse girl. Like, I know I'm not the super girliest girl, but man, my mom got me one that was like, and it was fucking made out of cardboard. It was just a cardboard backing fucking plastic framing and this elevator that you had to pull with this string and i thought it was the coolest shit of all time i still talk to my mom about it i'm like by the way if you just want to get me a barbie dream house that's fine ma like i'll be good <laughs> it's totally fine i think that's probably i was so excited as a kid to get that that and another barbie dream house when i was older that had like it had like a, a battery operated elevator and i remember playing with that in the same year my brother got nintendo 64 and we just i set it up right in front of the tv and watched him play super mario 64 it was like the best christmas ever so that's definitely mine probably when i got my game boy color honestly oh yeah that's a good one i mean i have other gifts that come to mind but that's one i got a lot of enjoyment out of um, I remember, you know, when I got that, I, I don't know how old I was. When, Whenever the hell Pokemon came out, within a year of that being released <laughs> is when I got it. Because uh, I played the shit out of it. Oh, yeah. And uh, played a lot of games on that. I, I played it so much for so many years in so many car rides on, on so many couches uh, that uh, eventually, I, I want to say I was actually in the car with my dad playing this one, uh, damn, I wish I could remember the name, but this really... Uh, a good Dragon Ball Z, uh, it was like kind of like a card game, but like you would play cards and like you'd fight and shit. I don't know, it was cool. Oh, I know that game. But yeah, I was playing that. I, I kind of vividly remember this, weirdly enough, uh, it dying on me in, in, on a car ride to somewhere. I don't know where, but I remember that, uh, that instance. And uh, God, I had that thing for years. So I, I guess that just kind of stuck with me. I guess just the longevity of it. My Nana, who's my grandmother on my dad's side, I think for my 14th birthday, just gave me five hundred dollars. Damn! Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Shit! That's that's my new favorite present for you. <laughs> I'll take one of those this year, sure. Yeah, for real. I'll take that now. Shit. Yeah, my nana was awesome around Christmas because before that, like, she'd kind of show up. Uh, every year with just like a rucksack full of shit and like maybe one or two gifts are like this is okay but like one year I reached in there and just got you know the fucking box set for the Star Wars special edition all three uh, because she's just on point with her gifts and she doesn't care about spending money yeah see I got that for my birthday and that's my best birthday gift memory that Star Wars the special edition right yeah but I think and just so once we all became of age like for where gifts were like yeah you, can, you know you can get them or not doesn't really matter she started giving us cash it was awesome <laughs> Um, I'm going to, geez, we had a lot of good Christmases, but I think the the one that for, for whatever reason, it stands out in my mind a lot. I had gotten like six or seven, like, uh, alien figures, like again, like the, the rhino alien, the snake alien and like Ripley and the fucking power loader and the hive place. I like, ha I got a bunch of them. Like that was like my Christmas thing that like I had a, I got a bunch from that year. Um, 
I really remember that like vividly and like playing with them like by the by the tree and stuff. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> I mean, of course, you know, when we got a Nintendo 64, that was cool and, and you know, PlayStation and stuff. But like, sure, I always loved my action figures. I always loved taking them and like making little scenes with them and stuff. And like, I remember spe- I remember I had the Daily Bugle uh, for Spider, like the Spider-Man animated series. And like, that was one of those things where I like I had to have all of those. So I would like turn off all the lights and then like put put like my desk lamp on and like turn a fan on and like put a plant in front of it and do like a spotlight on the daily bugle and like you know fucking green goblin was coming and like you know taking mary jane or whatever like spider-man was like fighting venom like on the top or whatever um i always loved doing that so i mean i guess that says a lot about (laughs) what i like to do yeah sure pretty much sounds like our house now yeah i think so it does i'm doing that at least every other week right (laughs) playing with my toys i I could picture harry and marv right now i know they're set up somewhere (laughs) hanging up in our living room flying across (laughs) the living room yeah every christmas (laughs) McAllister's there somewhere with those fucking shears oh yeah now he's got his bicycle handles he's flying across the top hello kid Kevin Vera, Vera Kevin. <laughs> Meanwhile, Billy from Silent Night, Deadly Night is just waiting for them to drop with his axe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everybody thinks this is a joke. This is literally a diorama in our living room at, yeah. <laughs> at this moment. Oh, I don't doubt it. I was just say, is the Green Goblin chasing all of them too? Your house sounds like the MDU on stage. <laughs> uh, it pretty much is <laughs> at all times. Basically. Going on to our next question. From uh, Leonardo. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Connor's already worried. Uh, You should be. Uh, He says, Thanksgiving slash Christmas dinners usually have a turkey as a main course, usually with stuffing. What... What fictional creepy crawly are you stuffing Clint Howard with this week? Why are you guys so mean to poor Clint Howard? What did he do? Leonardo's got a fetish, I think. I just, I can't believe the lengths he is now going to to get one of these questions in every week. (laughs) He's a patron. He can ask the question. Everybody's picture. Yeah, he pays the money, right? Every, you know, is everybody else picturing Clint Howard like, face down ass up on a table <laughs> with somebody with a bowl of whatever getting ready to stuff it in his ass no well i certainly am now <laughs> i'm just picturing him in ticks on the ground about to be attacked by whatever insect it is this week but but that sure that works too <laughs> um he does give a suggestion he says i choose the venomous kuhan worms that are used in the assassination attempt on Padme Amidala in episode two. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. Does Anakin swing in and, like, saber them in half? Yes. Before they get in there? Oh, oh, help me, Annie! If you saw Silent Night, Deadly Night 4, the initiation, (laughs) um, pretty much that's what happens. Man, fictional bug, huh? Well, creepy crawly. Yeah. So that that kind of covers a lot. Um, someone just grabs a handful of chest bursters and just shoves them in there. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm infested. God. Or the uh, the little um, what's that tiny little xenomorph from uh, Covenant that comes out and he's like, Papa. The neomorph <laughs> or whatever. Oh God. Yeah, whatever that thing. A bunch of those. Question mark. Who could give a shit? I'm just picturing a bunch of aliens coming out like those wooden soldiers with the different Clint heads. Oh my God. <laughs> Like different hairstyles and shit. They all have different hair. Get over here, Ripley. (laughs) One of them. One of them has a tail that's just a broadsword. Yeah, exactly. 
floats towards you and just fucking eviscerates you. It's fucking terrifying. A Clint Howard head comes out of the fucking tip of the sword. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I thought that was his second jaw. It's a small Clint Howard head. It's a smaller Clint Howard head that comes in <laughs> and bites you. Oh, yeah, how you doing? <laughs> this is my little mouth. Oh, yeah, I didn't want to do this. <laughs> okay. Push it through your skull. Eat your brain. What if we? Uh, what if we fill him with um, uh, David Cronenberg's the Shri- the Shivers TM? Maybe yeah, fill him full of those things. Fuck that. Yeah. Sure. What if instead of like bugs. Uh, we just take Elmer from brain damage and just latch that onto his neck and see what happens. Oh, man. Could you imagine the trip that he goes on when Elmer fucking sticks him with the juice? What if you took little, weird, creepy, crawly, parasitic, fetal Jason Voorhees from Jason Goes to Hell and just stuffs him in there? Does Clint Howard then become Jason Voorhees? Oh, oh God. It's reborn inside of him, though. So he comes out as a reborn Jason, but he looks like Clint Howard? Yeah, it's just a hockey mask over just all this red hair. Yeah. <laughs> Is that how he teleports? He's really just separating into ticks and just traveling across the ground really fast? Man, <laughs> sign me up for that. Uh, counselors. All right. Oh, mom. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, kill my mom. God, imagine that. His mask gets knocked off by fucking Corey Feldman and you see Clint Howard's face under there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got a machete in my head. Oh, no. Oh, man. And he like slides down it, but he's not dead. <laughs> But thank you for that uh, mind-numbing question, Leonardo. We're sure Clint appreciates it. At least it wasn't his brother this time getting thrown in with the rats. If if he ever listens to the show, he's going to be so confused. He'll be like, do these people hate me? I don't know what they... If we get Clint or Daniel, you know, take your pick. Either one listen, and I'm happy either way, Connor. Daniel might show up at my house and beat me to death, though. He might. He might have to leave La Paz just to take you out. <laughs> I wake up I wake up in La Paz. Like, oh, no. <laughs> He's just sitting there with a fucking knife or a gun. Just like tapping his fingers on the table. Oh, God. <laughs> Our next question comes from Nicholas Walters. Uh, he says, my question is, if you guys caught Santa either individually or together as some sort of weird espionage group, how to get Santa? I don't know the, the specifics, uh, so roll with me. And he offered you one thing in return for his release. What would you guys ask for? And uh, don't forget, he is Santa, so uh, he has magic, so anything is possible. Oh, so we got, like, leprechaun rules, huh? With Santa Claus? You catch him, he grants you a wish? Well, but he's nice, so he ain't gonna fuck you over. Yeah, well... (laughs) He's not gonna drop a pot of gold in your gut. (laughs) Shouldn't be so greedy. He's not gonna monkey's paw you. I mean, unless unless you're talking to Santa Goldberg, but then that's your fault. Do you want my honest answer? Yeah. Uh, just to be comfortable. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) And not stress the fuck out. Like, I don't even need to be, like, super disgusting rich. Joey, that was mine, too. I was like, a fucking vacation (laughs) would be wonderful. But, yeah, the the problem is you you can't ignore all the social anxiety and, like, all all that going on right now, especially in this year. So I feel like everyone's gut reaction is, like... Some fucking stability and to not have to worry about anything else ever again. <laughs> Some goddamn peace in this life. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, that's not my answer. I already thought about this. <laughs> uh, well, I have two answers to this because either the, these are the two superpowers that I believe are the most OP for me personally. Uh, first answer. Uh, okay, Santa, first you got to give me the ability to freeze time with the caveat that anything I'm touching, I have control over whether it's frozen or not, and also I can breathe, so let's just get that bullshit out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you don't age, right? I'd be, we'd be able to record these episodes fucking, you know, 
on on the day they come out. I edit it right then and there. No no big deal. There you go. Okay, I see where you're going. All right, all right. Um, I walk into the bank. I take all the money out. Nobody knows I was there. I don't know. Something like that. Okay. Uh, second idea. Uh, teleportation, with the caveat that if I go into a wall, I just get bounced back. I don't get just stuck in a wall and fucking die. That's that's my answer. One of those two options. I'm not. Ex- if I ever meet Sin and I get the fucking option, <laughs> I guess I'll have to uh, gun to my head and make a decision. But as of right now, those are my two uh, magically infused answers. I love that you went straight for like superpowers because I was like magical so I could have anything I could want sure in the whole world and the first thing that came to my mind was I'd love to have a beer with Stone Cold and <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of old Attitude Era matches that's what I wrote down that's amazing that's a good one I mean truly could it be more wonderful you could do that now just pull the cardboard cutout up and uh, throw the matches on <laughs> That is true. <laughs> just behind him, put on one of his podcasts, and then just, you know, put some matches on the TV. Just <laughs> doesn't matter if he calls you Undertaker. It's fine. <laughs> How you doing, Julie? How you doing? Stone Cold did tweet at me twice in my life. Two best tweets of my whole entire life. Oh, man. One, I think it was, I'm trying to remember when I went. Get those printed out. Put them in a frame. It, listen, it was in within a four-day span. And, like, I was going to WrestleMania in, I think it was 2011, And I did this big handmade painted sign on like foam and it was, you know, his logo and the skull and all this. And I was like so excited for WrestleMania. And he was like, awesome, Julie. And I was like, oh, my fucking God, I'm going to (laughs) die. I mean, I mean, if you didn't explode when, um, uh, what's his face? I did. (laughs) (laughs) I fucking did. And that year was the same year that he came back. Um, and hosted my favorite show of all time, Tough Enough. And I tweeted, like, so excited for Tough Enough to come back. Favorite wrestler, favorite show. This is great. And he's like, enjoy, Julie. And I was like, I'm... <laughs> my friend tweeted me. She's like, Stone Cold is in love with you. And I'm like, I know. It's the best. <laughs> I was going to say, if you can survive Jeff Goldblum playing the flute at you, then I think you can sustain uh, two Stone Cold tweets. <laughs> oh, well, Connor, you saw my picture with Jeff Goldblum. I nearly fucking... You, my face is redder than a fucking tomato. <laughs> Joey knows <laughs> saw me almost explode it, it was the most bizarre thing because he, we're like oh can we get a picture he's like yeah of course come on <laughs> and he like puts his arm around her and he's just like he's just like it was the most bizarre he's like posing and he's like <laughs> like <laughs> exactly what you think he would do literally in my ear like <laughs> Oh, it was the best. I'm surprised you didn't just, like, explode into, like, five beams of light. Like, that's it. Like, you've ascended. I mean, I'm pretty sure I did and just somehow came back together. But because that happened, Stone Cold is my number one wish this year. So, (laughs) that's that. A sip of eggnog for the working man. Exactly, Sean. (laughs) I mean, if I had to go with something fantastical, uh, just give me the speed force. I'll be happy. Sure. There you go. Just let me have it. Let you actually have it. Yeah, I won't do anything bad with it. I swear. I will not time travel. Not a promise. I wish I could just do what I love for a living. (laughs) Joey. (laughs) I'm a simple man. I got simple requests. Sure. But I'll go with the whole uh, freeze time and then do whatever the fuck I want and then I'll be okay. I think that's a pretty good one. Our last question comes in from Dustin Elkins. And he says, is this the movie with Whoopi Bill Goldberg in it? What? Is that the question? (laughs) He has more, but I just wanted to pause on that for a moment. (laughs) 
<laughs> we'll get to it because I have a through line with that one too. He says, uh, anywho, if you were to pitch a remake of any movie, but as a zombie movie, what would it be? Mm. Hmm. Well, my gut reaction before I give like an actual real reaction, I'll let everyone else answer first, is uh, we've talked about it a little bit already previously on the show, but that Medea Halloween movie. Yes. Oh, yeah, put some actual zombies in it. Right. That would have been a bit. That... Anyway, don't, don't want to beat that dead horse, but that's one of my <laughs> initial reactions to seeing that. Home Alone, but it's Marv and uh, Harry who keep coming back from the dead, and Kevin has to just, like, stave them off for several hours. Okay. <laughs> I, I like that idea, but I, when you initially said that, I was thinking they, you know, the movie plays as is, but, like, halfway through, like, the last act, they start hearing, like, zombies and shit outside, and then they got to band together with Kevin and with his trap-making skills to defend the house. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Kevin's giving them tips on how to defend a home. Yeah, right before Joe Pesci goes to bite his fingers off, instead of Southbound slo- Shovel Slayer coming in like a zombie breaks through the window. Yeah, right. That's where it picks up, yeah. Yeah, because they eventually, of course, get eaten. Yeah. Or bit, rather. And then, of course, the, the big thing is, same ending of the original, but instead of Kevin McAllister, like, in the robe, waiting for his parents to reappear, <laughs> he's, like, all beaten up and battered and barely can stand. Mom comes in, the house is a fucking wreck. There's all these dead bodies all over the place. Marv is just ahead, but he's still screaming. <laughs> Tarantula crawling all over it. It still ends with Buzz screaming, what did you do to my room? <laughs> That's all he cares about. And then you hear the Marv head bite him. <laughs> I was gonna say Jaws, but we already got that movie. Yeah, and let's uh, let's not do it again. Yeah, we got it a few times. I think we got Zombie Jaws, we got Ghost Shark. Now we got Santa Jaws. Yeah, Pissy was telling us about it. Oh yeah, that's right. Eat, pray, love. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Julie Julia. Oh, man. Except the the Julia parts, which are the best part of that movie. Oh, yeah, for sure. That needs to be recut. She's on touch. Just Meryl Streep, like, doing what she does and everything. The horror happens elsewhere. Leave her and Stanley Tucci alone, please. <laughs> yeah, in the other movie that's happening. The zombies can eat the fucking blogger. That's fine. Yeah, it cuts back, and it's just, like, it's her reading Julia Child's book and, like, trying to cook it during a zombie outbreak, and we just keep cutting back to Meryl Streep and Stanley Tucci doing their thing. Yeah, that works. Yeah, back and forth, yeah, maybe. Better movie than what we got. Very true. Space Jam. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so they, the, the tunes, they take Michael Jordan through that golf hole because uh, they need his help in the basketball game, but while he's gone, there's an outbreak, and the whole world gets taken out. You know, Wayne Knight barely makes it in that divot in time to not get turned into a zombie. So he's like the last vestige. Him and Michael Jordan are the last vestiges of of mankind that can stop this outbreak. They have to repopulate the Earth. Well, <laughs> I guess with the way I phrased that, I suppose so. They got to fuck Lola. <laughs> oh, my God. But that's not really what I meant. I'm just saying there's a lot of zombies, and then Michael Jordan comes in, him, Wayne Knight comes in, Granny, Bugs, Taz, the whole crew, Daffy Duck's there, and they, uh, you know... Their tunes, they, uh, I don't know if they can get turned into zombies. Maybe that's that's the sequel, possibly. Maybe that's the cliffhanger at the end. Daffy got bit and he didn't tell anybody. He'd be the one. Elmer's getting eaten alive. I don't care if he gets turned into a zombie or not. You know he's got to go. Does he still have the stutter when he's a zombie? Did he stutters his groans? <laughs> uh... Yeah, I don't know. Now, now, now I need the sequel to uh, that. The, the the zombie version's the first one. You know, you, you, t- you take out all the basketball players, turn Patrick Ewan into a zombie. Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> <laughs> I am so fucking zombie. Like, we don't need anything more zombies for, like, another 40 years. I'm just not into zombies. I don't know. Currently, the only two 
zombie movies, I'm okay with just, like, letting into the zeitgeist or Train to Busan and Train to Busan Peninsula because those movies fucking rule. Sure. I want I want voodoo zombies again. That's what I want. I mean, I, I would be into that if it was done right, but I feel like most uh, most likely it'll just end up being racist or, or uh, you know, culturally appropriated. But if it's not, sure, why not? Fuck it. If you do it right, then yeah, sure. It's just like, oh, hey, wanna, oh, let's go watch COVID zombies or whatever with Kevin Nash. Oh, I can't wait to fucking see that shit. <laughs> COVID-19 invasion, excuse me. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, God. Um, and with that, Dustin, I, with Kevin Nash being invoked, I think that's, uh, that's Patreon questions, yeah. <laughs> In the name of Kevin Nash. <laughs> that's the end. Careful, someone will tear a quad. Yeah, I know. It's either going to be one of us or Vince. Uh, And, of course, you can always sign up for the $2 tier, like I was talking about earlier, and get access to those posts. Uh, $5 tier. And uh, you can also get those commentary tracks with that tier. The Legend of Gator Face we put out last month. We have the book to the movie with C.B. Smith, Frankenstein Unbound, uh, talking about the differences between the book and the movie, if you want to check that out. And uh, Franken-Turkey, we got that on there, too. We got a whole lot of stuff on there from November and uh, we got some more coming in 2021, but if you want to hear all that, uh, sign up for the $5 tier, and you also get a sticker pack. And if you want to go all in, go the $10 tier, become uh, one of the Wizards house elves uh, with Dobby, and uh, you get a movie dumpster t-shirt, you get an enamel pin that glows in the dark, uh, the sticker pack, everything else, and uh, am I missing anything? No, you get all, and you get access to all that stuff, the commentary tracks, the, the mini-sodes, all that good stuff, man. Uh, so just head over to patreon.com forward slash movie dumpster. So, uh, without further ado, let's talk about, um, Call Me Claus. Connor's new favorite movie. Mm. I don't think I'll ever call her Claus. What do you think? I don't know. <laughs> um, I want to pour, uh, scalding hot water all over myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'll call her Lucy, or Whoopi. She didn't, she doesn't want to be called Claus for a majority of this movie. No, she doesn't. <laughs> That's my biggest problem with this piece of shit. <laughs> it's like the last 10 minutes, all of a sudden, she's all about it. F- question mark, because like... Maybe 15. This movie is like the Santa Claus and Scrooge. Yes. Mixed in a blender, but like written really terribly. Mm, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and there's no, there's no moral. There's an attempt at one. But there really isn't one because a bad person is rewarded for being bad and then only decides to do something good upon the gift of eternal youth, essentially. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Exactly. With immortality. Yeah. It's also the thing uh, where, like, there there are good messages in this film, but none of them come from Whoopi Goldberg at all. (laughs) They're all from the dude playing uh, Santa Claus. Who's a great Santa, by the way. Agreed. He he is the best part of this movie for me. Sure. So we open up in Los Angeles 1965, uh, where we're introduced to Lucy Cullens and her mother and her and her uh, brother and apparently her father's off at the Vietnam War her mother um, tells her that oh she's got a big surprise for her we're gonna go down to the five and dime store and she's like my dad she's like nope not your dad he didn't come back yet but we're gonna go see Santa Claus and she's like wow that's like amazing I cannot wait but will dad be there no <laughs> <laughs> Before, before we really get into this, uh, Joe, I don't mean to cut you off. Julie, would you mind giving us just a brief plot crunch of this film that you brought to us on this uh, Christmas platter? Listen, first, may I say, it was a choice between this and A Diva's Christmas Carol, which was a made-for-TV, I think for VH1, 
where um, Vanessa Williams plays Ebony Scrooge, a diva singer. And uh, I think Chili from TLC plays Marley Jacobs, a.k.a. Jacob Marley. So before you get on me about this movie, it could have been that. But then again, I might just bring that back next year. So I I was going to say next year, the year after that might have to happen anyway. I got them all in my pocket. Listen, I got the shit movies all lined up. Uh, So this movie. All right. Well, basically, Santa has a two year, 200 year contract that's up. So he's got to find a new Santa to replace him. And he has until midnight on Christmas Eve to do that. And we're looking at Whoopi as our Santa replacement, who is a producer at a home shopping network. And if we don't get her to be the new Santa, uh, basically, there's going to be a great flood and the world's going to end. So pretty much the moral of this story is uh, the answer to global warming is Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> The only way to save the Titanic 2 is to get Whoopi this fucking hat. I mean... Yeah, and even that won't save it. No. No, it gets taken out before she puts it on. Half the world's destroyed. We already talked about it. T-Day. It's a whole thing. Thank God she's in L.A. because that was somehow saved, I suppose, by Christmas magic. Oh, the magic of the Elfin Hooten. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, even they wanted nothing to do with this. <laughs> <laughs> like Joe was setting up, little Whoopi, Lucy, uh, is going to see Santa Claus and... Uh, we quickly find out that this is not just some random-ass mall Santa. Uh, much like the Christmas that almost wasn't, it is literally Santa. The man himself. I'm not sure why he's there. Uh, out of all the places to go and all the places to be... Happenstance, I guess? Happenstance, he's there? Uh, I, I was under the impression that Santa did not do this. He employed other people to go to the malls and things and get requests from the children. And plus, Santa is also all-knowing. So why is he on... Why is he in Los Angeles? Uh, because he wanted to stretch his legs. I'll take over the mall circuit this t- today. It's fine. Is this like God playing skee-ball? He likes the warm weather. <laughs> he's a West Coast kind of guy. I guess so. He's got he's got those fucking Aloha shorts, but he's got his Santa hat still on, right? He's like that that guy who retires but can't stop working. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's going to make that's going to line up a lot later. He he's also like I mean it comes up more so later in the film, but he's also like it's implied he's a Norwegian. Uh sort of. He has a Norwegian wife. Anyway, he is Father Father Christmas in, in every way, shape, and form. Sinterklaas. Right, exactly. Because I guess this would put him, what, this is 2001? Right at, right at the beginning of the 1800s is where he would have uh, gotten the job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he signed with the Pepsi company, I'm pretty sure, that year. <laughs> right? Or Coca-Cola, excuse me. Yeah, there you go. He's exclusive. How dare you invoke Pepsi's name? <laughs> That's why That's why we can't get that deal, because I keep fucking up the Pepsi and Coke thing. Yeah, exactly. Joey just wants Crystal Pepsi. That's all he wants. <laughs> yeah, it's, sign me up. You an 80s robot. <laughs> but uh, he's laying on his like Santa, like genuine Santa charm. Um, he's asking her what she wants for Christmas, and she kind of rambles off a list. But then she's like, and then I want my daddy to go come home. And he's like, uh, well, ma- uh, stutters, and in his fucking personal tormentor, Ralph... <laughs> A.K.A. Satan. Who might be an elf? He might be some kind of demon? Hey, it's a pituitary gland uh, problem. (laughs) 
Or he's like an extra dimensional being who just feeds off of Santa's stress. That's what I think. He, he leans in and goes, Santa can do anything. Isn't that right? Even bring your daddy back from Vietnam. <laughs> yeah. M- meanwhile, fucking Saint Nick's like, what? I, what? Uh, no. Yeah, he's like, he's like, what? You stop it. He's like, what the fuck? The promise her that? <laughs> Are you crazy? Wink. And then uh, little Lucy's like, ah, yeah, you see that booger eating kid over there? He bet me two chocolate bars or some bullshit uh, that that you wouldn't let me wear your hat, and if uh, you you let me, he'll give me that stuff. And and Santa's like, ah, well, we can't let you lose a bet. He puts it on her head, and I didn't know this was gonna be like a major fucking plot point, but it it is. Uh, <laughs> he puts the hat on her head, and it glows. And uh, this shit is radioactive. I don't know how no one is reacting to this. <laughs> it's like insane. It's like that thing where they they don't ever say this, but I guess they just want you to kind of figure it out if I'm even going to throw them this bone. Um, It's pretty obvious that they're like, okay, the, the movie's called Call Me Claus, and Whoopi Goldberg is supposed to become Santa Claus, and here we have this little girl. Well, right, 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 right. My point is, I think it's one of those things where it's like, oh, it glowed, but only Santa and the elf could tell it glowed. Nobody else could. Because <laughs> nobody else believes in Christmas. They're the only ones who could see the ethereal Christmas glow. Nobody says anything. Mom doesn't say anything. Nobody, none of the other workers say anything. Yeah, no one says shit. It observes all the lights in the building. <laughs> like, it becomes the sole light source. Well, they're all on LSD is, the, is what's happening. Or or MDUs, one or the other. <laughs> oh, God. So they, they put the hat on, and, like, Ralph freaks out because he's like, oh, my God, she, he's, she's the chosen one. She's like, I'm going to put her name down in this fucking book. <laughs> she's one of the potential chosen ones, at least. Yes. Santa's like, bring her dad back. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Once it's said, I must do it. <laughs> Wait, I'm not God. I'm Santa. So so she's like, yeah, okay, well, thanks. Now I get my chocolate bars or whatever. I'm going home. Bye. You want candy from that disgusting booger kid? I don't know. Yeah, I don't want any candy from that kid. Oh, no. Yeah, she gets her Christmas wish, though, because... um. Ooh, the same guys who uh, who notified Andy's parents that he was that he was dead go to uh, Whoopi Goldberg's house. Well, it sure as fuck wasn't the guy from Uncle Sam who's trying to lay pipe. She's he's coming home in a casket for Christmas. And mom goes, mom turns to little Lucy and goes, "Welp." I guess you got your wish. Dad is going to be home for Christmas. Yes! It's <laughs> so messed up. It's fucked up. Who says that to their kid? I don't know. What is that line from um, The Ghost in the Darkness where Tom Wilkinson's like asking for his Irish uh, hand and Samuel goes like, here he comes now. And there's a giant fucking wooden coffin just being carried around. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Andy's, like, hitching a ride across the Midwest. Yep. We basically uh, leave that scene, that that really uh, sad scene, honestly, to uh, 2001. Here we are. Whoopi Goldberg. She is a big shot producer for the Shop-A-Lot Home Shopping Network. Yes, not QVC. (laughs) Get that right. (laughs) This is the only, like, piece of entertainment I've ever seen that thinks that, like, I don't know, it elevates the idea of a home shopping network being this, like, fucking Hollywood-style production. <laughs> You're trying to be Scrooged, and I don't appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> Hardcore. Hard fucking core. That's like a television programming station that makes, like, you know... You might as well have been an executive producer for, like, TNT in this movie. Not the fucking home shopping network, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. 
That's a big budget set right there. <laughs> like they treat it like this big giant production. But I wonder if they didn't do that. If they, you know, they made it like the Shopify network because of the plot that we're gonna get to. But also because it's like if they do make it literally TNT, then it's like one for one screws. Where here it's like, eh, you ripped it off, but it's not a literal one for one. It's damn close. NTN. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, obviously Scrooge, it's the whole, you know, Christmas Carol, you know, thing. But, you know, that's that's what I was thinking of the whole time. Christmas uh, uh, Scrooge and the Santa Claus with Tim Allen were the ones I kept thinking of the whole movie. Yeah. Yep. And that's what it's doing. It's it's cribbing off both of them. Yeah. And, and remove all of the effort. Yeah. With a lower budget and just basically take Tim Allen out and put Whoopi in there. <laughs> uh? Clearly an improvement, but uh, is it enough? So we go in and, and Whoopi's producing this. Uh, they're doing like a home shot. Shopping network Christmas version, but they're accommodating all the religions, and they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna exploit them all. Fuck them. Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah, Happy fucking Christmas." Says Victor Garber of Titanic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so weird. And DC's Legend of Tomorrow, where he was half of uh, uh, one half of Firestorm. Listen, Victor Garber <laughs> is a gem. He is <laughs> truly. He's fine in this. I also want to comment on the way that they're transitioning from like Hanukkah to Christmas. They literally have this fucking crane uh, lift the Christmas tree up and drop this big-ass menorah. And they have, like, this placard in the back that says uh, Christmas... uh, What does it say? Um, Christmas Corner. Christmas Corner, thank you. (laughs) Both with a K. Ah, this is in the Mortal Kombat universe, okay. Yes. (laughs) Oh, no, Shao Kahn's there selling shit? He could be. I think it's supposed to be like a Kris Kringle thing, though, is the is the pun. I think it's just alliteration. I couldn't believe they're literally fucking airdropping a tree and a fucking menorah in. By the push of a button, too. Yeah. Fully automated. How many people got hit with that fucking menorah? Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> Somebody gets squished by a giant menorah. <laughs> One other very minor character I want to mention here, because she comes back in a big way towards the end of the film, is this uh, this gopher that works on the set. Weirdly enough, I have a through line here. I think this is GVD's gopher. Uh, she's on loan. She's working for them for the holidays. You think so? Because by the end of this film, she's got some serious GVD qualities about her. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, she's looking to fuck for sure. It's, uh, it's just GVD's skin suit. She wants to go out in public. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> She does it real sly-like. Yeah. She wouldn't put herself through all this trouble of getting a Whoopi Goldberg's latte, So, but she, she's got people that work for her that would, but you know, if you work for GVD, she rubs off on you, is what I'm trying to say. She, she wants to role-play as a normie. Maybe. Vanilla latte, why don't you go fuck yourself? Uh, tell me what to do. <laughs> I'll, you, I'll tell you what. I could go with either way. It could be GVD, it could be her personal gopher. Both are funny to me either way. <laughs> So the whole the whole point of this is Christmas corner. So they have different hosts for each of these shopping uh, channel um, portions of this uh, show. So they need a Santa Claus, right? And they're interviewing for it the day they need it, like yeah, the well, day before. Well, they're getting ready to go in production. It's a four week shoot, and the movie lets us know this by a very long montage later. But it's all live, by the way. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. But it's four weeks of this. It's not like pre-recorded or anything. No, uh, that's gonna come <laughs> up a lot. So they're casting Santas, and we are parading these motherfuckers in this door. And um, the first guy <laughs> to be oh interviewed God. is fucking Robert Costanzo. Costanzo. And he's talking some shit like, yeah, so me and the missus was bumping uglies at the North Pole, right? And I forgot my spray flock snow, right? So I goes and I grabs it and I sprays it and I say, you know what? I finally got some of that snow. And they're like, get the fuck out of 
Hey, what are you talking about? He is Mickey Rooney drunk. Bada bing, bada boom. Yeah, I shoot that spray all over the place. That guy's character on IMDb is literally Teamster. That's <laughs> <laughs> what they put. Like, Teamster Santa. It's just like fucking, yeah, this dude's gross. I, yeah, because I need the voice of Bullock from fucking Batman. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about fucking fucking Mrs. Claus. This begins a trend in this movie where I started questioning who the fuck this movie was made for because it has oddly adult-centered jokes. But the whole thing is like a, a, a plot for a kid's movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, because next we get fucking Bruce Valanche just comes in. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, if anyone was missing Bruce Valanche... <laughs> Here he is. <laughs> they don't even give him a chance. They see him walk in. He barely says a line. They're like, next. <laughs> yeah. This movie is, oh, it's that guy, the movie. Pretty much. Yeah, it's was available that day. Well, we get a bunch of them in a row. Yeah, then we have like a hot lady Santa come in and the guy Taylor's like, yeah, look at them fucking Santa tits. That's perfect. Hey, yabos. And Whoopi Goldberg's like, next. I thought it was Trish Stratus for like a hot second. I had to rewind it. <gasps> How? <laughs> dare you wow that would be especially in 2001 that would be slumming it <laughs> i know she would be missing her pink cowboy hat true god she was making so much fucking money this, this year <laughs> uh of course though the final santa that came in made me uh glow with joy for about you know a minute because it's all i think it's even less than that as fucking richard mole <laughs> the final santa claus he strolls it you think mistima like visits earth every year every christmas to try to get a job as a santa i think he's just fucking around yeah, you th- yeah, well, that's what I mean, like, yeah. But he's, like, being, like, a Kafka Santa. He's, like, I'm Santa <laughs> Kafka Claus or some shit. I call it Kafka Claus. Yeah! He's he's doing this big Shakespearean routine, and Whoopi Goldberg is just shitting all over it. And, like, I'm just watching this, like, I don't need this. I'm the devil. I can just leave. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Kafka Claus. I could ruin your whole life if I wanted to. Where's Excalibrate? And he gets, like, all upset, and he's, like, getting into it with Whoopi Goldberg, and they're arguing. Oh, yeah. She's like, get the fuck out of here. And he's like, but you don't understand me. I was on, I was off, off Broadway. She's like gonna fight him or something, though. She gets so pissed. It's just not a role that I'm used to seeing Richard Mullen at all. It's like such a bit part, but it just is like, oh my god, he's making every second count. Yeah. Uh, and then you, we get like an Elvis Santa and some other bullshit. And then we uh, we get the real one walking down the street. I think this is the same outfit that he wore in Ernest Saves Christmas. Um, I'm almost positive. So, so, you know. Very similar. He's fucking down on his luck again. Wouldn't you know it? <laughs> Because he's a big fuck-up. We went from Christmas that almost wasn't to the Christmas that will kill us all is this one. <laughs> I think it's canonically the same Santa. He's just fucking tired. Like, <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's a different timeline. He had to live through Sam Whipple at some point in his life. That took a lot off of him. <laughs> That's why he's an expert at this mall Santa shit by now. Oh, he finally got his shit together, though, right? Yeah. Figured out how to ho-ho-ho. He's hoeing. Oh, he's hoeing. He's ho for showing. Ho for showing, yeah. One ho. Productions. TM. Santa's walking down the street, and it's the same one from the beginning. We kind of, like, already went into that. It's the real Santa. And uh, he's wearing his nice, you know, tan and brown suit with the, uh, you know, three-piece suit. He's looking sharp with his wool hat that's hanging off the top of his fucking head. And uh, he has that elf, Ralph, the uh, the Will Ferrell ripoff. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, I'm walking around <laughs> teleporting around. I'm saying, Shanny, you're running out of time. The world's about to end. You better you better seal the fucking deal. The first thing he says to him, he's like, hey, Shanny, got a North Pole sausage for you with your name on it. <laughs> yeah, he's got a hot dog. <laughs> and Taylor Negron, by the way. He's like fucking Q from Star Trek. He shows up. He's like, I'm going to cause trouble. <laughs> What do you think, Picard? Can you save them in time or not? He doesn't do anything productive. He taunts everybody and has no stake in anything. I'm like, you barely exist. You're just popping it out of reality. You don't give a shit if the world floods. <laughs> I hate this character. He is annoying as fuck. <laughs> He's fucking annoying. I really appreciated every time Whoopi just basically intentionally said his name wrong throughout the film. Uh, that w- that was one of the better bits in the f- in the movie. But names that aren't even names. <laughs> I don't even know what she says. Yeah, R- Rafiki and Rashiki and shit she's calling him and, R- and Ravioli. <laughs> yeah, basically she might as well call him Ravioli. She's like, let's go rhubarb. Yeah, what is that about? It's not even a hard name. It's just Ralph. She's just fucking with him because she doesn't like him. I mean, who does? Rikishi. She's like, supernatural entity, big deal. I'm a producer. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. So the so Santa's elves are having an intervention with Santa Claus because he's slacked off for the past 200 years on figuring out who's going to be the next Santa when his time is up. <laughs> what a fucking contrivance this whole thing is. <laughs> <laughs> and the world is ending Bruce Davison is on a helicopter watching fucking the the polar ice caps melt while this asshole is farting around. Oh, yeah. The or else clause is coming. Oh, yeah. uh, Didn't they call it the water world protocol or something? Yes. Straight up. (laughs) God damn it. It's, it's, you know, we know it as T-Day, and this, it's the or else clause. It is a strange moment in a, this kind of movie where someone suddenly shifts this, like, this, like, what's at stake and the scale to literal apocalyptic, <laughs> like, on a dime. Someone's like, oh, didn't you forget about the world coming to an end, Santa Claus? <laughs> Remember that caveat? Yeah, remember that time in the Bible when this got fucked up and there was an ark, but now we're not going to have an ark. Get it? Because the world's going to flood and we're all going to die. Way to go. Except me, Ralph. I live beyond time and space. <laughs> uh, we live a, we, we live in a castle at the North Pole. <laughs> or a little fucking wooden house. Yeah, yeah. We get all our, our elves around the table and uh, Ed Gale is here to read us... <laughs> Uh, the, the 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 fucking fine print of this contract? Howard the Duck himself? Oh my god. Get the fuck out of here. Oh yeah. yeah, man. Do you think his dick is corkscrew uh, shaped also? Oh my god. It's possible, man. I don't want to know. John Hurt turned him into a person for, the, for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, we know you were originally an actor, but then you played a duck and we turned you from the duck to the person, you know. It, yeah. The science doesn't add up, but I did it. I don't, I don't know. This is John Hurt now. Well, in the MDU he's Howard, but you know, John Hurt gave him the day off as a duck, turned him back into a person so he can go make it with uh, Leah Thompson? Maybe. What is this, a fucked up Casper? (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) He turns back into a duck at midnight? The stroke of midnight? (laughs) Mid-fuck, and then he just tears up her whole vagina? Oh, my goodness. What is this, seven? (laughs) Jesus Christ. He fucking uncorks that shit, man. (laughs) <laughs> Julie and I were talking about this before. If this, if there ever was a Christmas MDU movie, it's this because there's so many fucking ties. It's ridiculous. 
ridiculous. It's chock full. <laughs> Never have we had one since fucking elves. So yeah, every 200 years, a new Santa has to be recruited, or else the end. You know, it's the end of the world. The polar ice caps melt, floods the whole fucking world, and everybody drowns and dies, and that's it. And um, fucking Santa pulls out this list. He's like, I, I tried everybody on the list, and Ralph's like, There's one more. And he's like, Oh. God, I don't want to ask her. I've been putting it off for 200 fucking years. Oh, well, since 1965 anyway. Yeah, I was going to say, for uh, 37 years. <laughs> that sounds like a you problem, Santa. After all, like, were all those other people dead? Or did they just say no to Santa? They were like, no, I don't want to be Santa. <laughs> right. <laughs> It'd be way funny if they were all dead because he just fucked around for too long. And they're all mortals. Put him on the list. Oh, he's dead. What do these could really do with those 200 years of extra life? <laughs> She's the last person that can be Santa Claus. And she's the last person who should be Santa Claus. Well, <laughs> yeah, well sure. It's kind of shitty, though, that you're, like, trying to make it like she's the one to be Santa, but she's literally the last motherfucker on the list. Like, you couldn't have a few, like, bum, you know, fake names below her just to make it not seem like she was the last option. Tim Allen's right underneath it. Well, there you, you know, whoopee or bust. Donald Trump a few names down. Like, oh, God. <laughs> well, yeah, he, well, he, he, he gets, he becomes Santa by accident. She's actually picked. What if the Santa Claus that Tim Allen accidentally murdered in that movie was Whoopi Goldberg? <gasps> oh, <laughs> shit. Was Whoopi Goldberg? <laughs> Yeah. I was going to say, what if it was Trump Santa? Then he'd really be mortified because he loved... Well, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just leave that alone. <laughs> oh, shit. So then Santa ends up at the uh, TV station. And basically, he's just like walking in. He sees all these Santas getting queued up to get interviewed by Whoopi and her, her uh, producer. And uh, everyone's like, oh, you look great. The beard looks so real. And he's like, huh, I, I, I guess it does. I'm looking for Lucy. I like that he talks crazy immediately. Everyone's like, this guy's real name is Saint. He put his name as Saint Nick. He's like, well, <laughs> just fucking starts talking magical bibble babble. And everyone's like, yeah, great. You're perfect for this. Yeah. <laughs> You're really into this, aren't you? We're all going to die at midnight on Christmas Eve. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's like, you know, it's almost like, you know, Ernest Saves Christmas somehow has like a more believable portrayal of this where when he starts saying this shit, they literally lock him up. Oh, yeah. They're like, all right, old man, we need to take you down to the station and ask you some questions. This one, they're just like, okay, he thinks he's Santa. He's kind of into the role. All right. That's how they skirt that. Exactly. Because, he, oh, well, he's an actor. He's real good. Yeah, he's a method actor. He's so good. <laughs> he's so good. He doesn't understand what a teleprompter is or that you don't walk off the fucking set to answer a phone. This guy is a Daniel. Daniel Day-Lewis of Mall Santas. Yes. <laughs> so he's like, all right, Santa, you're great. You, you, you want the job? And he's like, he's like, oh, sign me up. It beats cleaning the fucking Sam Whipple's toy store. Uh, all right. How that deal ended up, I don't know. <laughs> it beats playing with toys that I uh, was supposed to leave under Connor's Christmas tree. He never gets them, but I play with them. <laughs> Jumping jingle bells. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, help me. Sam Whipple's dead because I killed him. Anyway. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry about that, Connor. I don't know if we've talked about this character yet, but this boss of Whoopi Goldberg's. Oh, he's horrendous. Cameron. Yeah. Mr. Villain? Yeah, basically. This guy walks in and immediately takes the cadence of someone who wants to take over the world. Oh, 100%. Oh, yes, I'm twirling my mustache. He's like, oh, well, hello, everyone. I am your deep voice boss who may have uh, global domination aspirations. He literally talks like Barnaby or some shit. <laughs> he kind of does. You know, he's like, I am the gr- I'm the greasy executive. Hello. Yeah, he's execu-speak guy, and he's all about ratings, money, ratings, money. Uh, and that's really all he is. We are going to take over Christmas. Also has the hots for Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, 
uh, is it Ted Danson under there? Listen. Under that, under that Cameron guy? <laughs> it could be. Do not insult Mr. Danson. He is no Ted Danson. He never will be. <laughs> yeah, this guy, this guy's annoying as fuck. He's the one that hires Santa. Whoopi's kind of like hemming and hawing because she's like, I don't know about this guy. He's being weird. And the boss is like, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, because he's like, I can't wait to get to know you better. And she's like, no. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about, old man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How is she a successful producer when all she does is just heat piles of shit onto everything? She hates everything. That's why. We were just talking about people who make a lot of money that don't fucking do anything. Um, and this is one of them. Yeah, that, that's who that is. She's, she's just a shithead that makes a bunch of money. <laughs> for no reason. Yeah. For being an asshole. That's what she gets paid for. I mean, she's like the producer. She makes she makes sure everything's running smoothly, but you're right. She's an, she is an asshole. She tells people what to do. Is she though? I yeah. I mean, later in the movie when they're when shit is happening, she's watching it and like, you know, making sure it's running smoothly. She's not doing a great job, but she's doing it. <laughs> I could watch it and be like, oh, that sucks. Well, they get Santa to do like a dry run. Yeah, and he's like amazing. And they're like, wow, they're all captivated by his warm uh, cadence and uh, his funny uh, antics. He's like, oh, no, what? I read it off the dental brown? Okay, oh, uh, but Merry Christmas. Uh, you want to buy this? Uh, uh, you know, I don't endorse uh, tobacco products, but this is a great <laughs> lighter for candles or something. It's a sock warmer, St. Nick. Oh, ho, 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 I warm my boots with it. You're hired. hired. Yeah, basically, that's all they needed to hear. You sound nuts. Here's a 401k. (laughs) (laughs) Here's health benefits, PTO. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I will will pay you handsomely to bottle that insanity and put it on TV every day. He didn't even have to wait the three months. They just gave it to him. Nope. And he's in a penthouse suite. I know movies, obviously, you don't see everything, and you don't want to see everything, because then the movies would be, you know, eight, nine, ten hours long, but... Not that I needed this scene, but clearly nobody at this fucking station, uh, Shopzilla, whatever the fuck it's called, (laughs) trained this guy at all. I joked about it a few minutes ago, but, like, this guy is so fucking clueless on set. No one walked him through any of this. They were just like, all right, he's hired. I guess he kind of knows what's happening. We're just going to assume he doesn't fuck this up on live TV. The bar is very low, Sean. I mean, look at all the other Santas they were interviewing. Everybody else sucked. They, he's, like, the yeah. best by a long shot. They can't have fucking Yabos or Richard Mole in there. Like, what are they going to do? He's the only Santa. Uh, I would contest that they could put Richard Mole in there. <laughs> It would be a very different program, Connor. Hello, and welcome to Kafka Christmas. I mean, you know, there'd be one viewer, it'd be me, but, you know, I'd be happy. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to buy the 12 Days of Christmas tie? <laughs> Fuck no, I'm just there for Richard Mole. <laughs> you want that little baby Jesus calendar, right? We're introduced to brother Dwayne and his daughter because uh, they're in, it's Whoop- Whoopi Goldberg's niece. Right, because Whoopi left them waiting for an hour in her office. Yeah, Frankie uh, Faison, by the way. I think that's how you say it, Faison. I think it's Faison. Faison. Yeah, that that makes that sounds like it makes sense. Uh, yeah, he's in Coming to America, Do the Right Thing. Uh, Chud, Exterminator 2, Manhunter. He even popped up in uh, one of my favorite TV shows, uh, Monsters, uh, in the Mandrake route. He was in one, He was in that episode. Again, one of those people who's just in everything. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, a, it's that guy, the movie. These are just more characters that Whoopi Goldberg can be mean to for a couple minutes. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, her relatives. <laughs> She's just like, oh, there's my sweet niece. You, you ever see Christmas Carol? You know, I, lo- I love my niece, but I hate my brother. <laughs> yeah, this is like our tiny Tim character, but with like... 
nothing really sympathetic other than that she's like a cute little girl named Alicia and she sings at the church and Whoopi's kind of an asshole about it. Yeah. And Whoopi's never come to see her sing, basically. <laughs> that's basically it. So the girl's like, hello, I exist. Whoopi's like, that's not enough. Yeah, pretty much. She's like a good person. She's like helping people with charity, working shit throughout the movie. And Whoopi's like, ah, I can't be bothered. She's got no time, dude. She's got to produce. Mm-hmm. Did, did we um did we gloss over a moment at the beginning when Whoopi's like in traffic and someone I think cuts her off? And she almost murders this man. Yeah. She's like, you see the fucking sign I park here? She's like, don't you get out of your car? I'll kill you where you stand. (laughs) (laughs) She has this fucking outburst on some other, like, you know, guy in a car. I worked here too long to lose that spot. So she goes in and she's like, oh, hi, niece. I see you once every year. I love you. Maybe. I hate your ugly father. Get out of here. You remind me of my dead dad because you got the same name. I mean... Yeah, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> well, she also like goes like, "All right, what do you want? What do what do you want to get, mom? Like, what do you want to get, mom?" Like immediately goes off on that side tangent, and her brother's like, "Yeah, this is what you want to talk about right now. What we're gonna get, mom?" He's like, "Come on, well, why are you going to work? Why are you going to the job to see her? Right?" To talk about that. Because you can't get in touch with her otherwise. And that's the only way to find her. I guess you're right. Doesn't she? She fucking lives there too, we find out. No, no. She has an apartment. I think it's close by though. Oh, she does? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought it was like the same building. Yeah, I think like Julie's saying, it it might just be close to her uh, offices where, you know, her brother and and niece are are either live near or the church is near there where they're doing the the choir practice. Fucking live there. She'd be like Gollum eventually, just like skulking around going like, <laughs> well, you know, if they go to her apartment, she doesn't have to let them in. But when they go to the fucking TV station, they're like, hey, we're we're, we're Lucy's uh, relatives. OK, here's her office. She'll be with you soon. Yeah, pretty much. So they leave. Yeah. And uh, so Santa gets the job and they kind of dress him up and it's like this big reveal. And a camera comes. And he's like, meet your new shop a lot, Santa. And he comes out, and everybody's like, wow, he looks like Santa Claus. It's so great. Oh, he's so great. He's great. (laughs) Do you know that Santa would have been set up for fucking life after this gig, apparently? Because this guy's like, you're the best. You made us a bunch. Well, we'll get into it a little bit later. But, like, he's, he's like, Santa is both trying to recruit someone to fill in for him, but also securing his nest egg at the same time. <laughs> Unknowingly, though. <laughs> oh, he knows what he's doing. I can't just quit until I find out what I'm doing next. Yeah, I, I gotta retire to, so- to, to something. I have to retire so I can work. <laughs> well, there you go. I, maybe that was his plan, Joe, but uh, Whoopi's got different plans for him. She sure does. Oh, there's a really... I just want to mention real quick. There's a really sweet scene... Um between him and this uh, little boy Jack with Down syndrome. It's so heartwarming. So is it very like this? That's one of the parts of the film is really, really sweet. The movie kind of takes a break to like do something sincere for a couple minutes. Yes, exactly. And because this guy is, I don't know this actor's name, but he's really good. This this guy's performance is so convincing. You're like, oh, and then it cuts back. You're like, (laughs) yeah, you're like, wait, am I watching the same movie? I'm pretty sure I just started crying. Okay, let's get back to it. There's Whoopi Goldberg. (laughs) Nigel Hawthorne, by the way. Okay, that sounds familiar. He's like a big actor. He's done a lot of movies (laughs) i I looked up but like he does the moving pictures no it's just stuff that i'm just like yeah great i mean he's a great actor though yeah because the whole scene is like the boss comes in and he's like oh yeah it's all on me tonight and and uh everyone like claps and whatever and it's like okay well what is all on him tonight and basically just like you know a little 
party before they start the show over the next four weeks. Yeah, it's like an office party, pretty much. Yeah, and they sure, and they have like Santa, you know, having people have their kids sit on his lap, and that's where that scene is. Yeah, they're giving him like presents and stuff. And he even says Santa always uh, gives everyone a present on Christmas, and it's really touching. It's so sweet because he like whis- he's like, he's like I bet you I can guess what you want for Christmas, and he's like what, and he's like let me whisper in your ear, and he like tells him, and he's like wow, that's my Christmas wish or whatever. It's really sweet. Yeah, and he's like, you are the real Santa. It's so very, very sweet. Yes. Yeah. And even uh, after all this happens, like he goes to uh, leave. He's like, well, he doesn't go to leave. He's kind of like waiting for Whoopi. Whoopi goes to leave, I should say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we have to get back to the stalking plot. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> and Whoopi even says to him like, yeah, you're not getting paid extra to do any of that, but we really appreciate it. That was so nice. And he's like, well... That's just because I'm the real Santa. That's what I do. And she's like, okay, this fucking guy. Don't you remember me? We played a game, Whoopi. A game with drums. Uh, was that St. Nicholas? No. <laughs> um, she's like, don't you remember me? No, she doesn't recognize him for another 40 minutes. No, until she puts on her magic hat, she doesn't recognize him. <laughs> like- until he says some shit like, oh, your dad's dead. Remember that when that happened? You saw me that night? He brings that up in the scene when she tries to blow him off that he's like too into the Santa Claus act. Yeah. And he's like, oh, your daddy wouldn't be uh, happy to see you like this. And she gets all offended. Like, who's telling you about my personal life? Like, no one talks about my personal life and you better learn that fast if you want to keep your job and she kind of like walks off all kind of pissed off i have big problems with their chemistry because this guy is great and Whoopi goldberg is like every reaction to anything is either annoyance sarcasm or just to be fucking nasty to somebody yeah and so she always seems like but she always seems she sticks out especially when she's being sarcastic because it seems like she's just goofing off as an actor oh sure <laughs> yeah like him into the camera like her effort is so minimal yeah that it's it comes off the fucking screen oh phoning it in yeah she just showed up as whoopee and that's the best she can do exactly <laughs> you're like that guy's trying you are phoning it in harder than i've ever seen anyone phone it in i'm whoopsie i'm whoopsie she's clever me the fuck up. I'm whoopsie. Doesn't doesn't this like f- roll right into a scene where like Lucy's mother's watching? She's like at home with her niece. Yeah. And she's watching the Santa on the television. She's like, huh? That looks a lot like the guy that we saw when we when when Lucy was when my husband died that night. Sure, sure. Remember that flashback in the beginning of the movie? That just looks just like him. Yeah, Grandma's pretty fucking sharp. <laughs> she remembers him. <laughs> she sure is. You remember that one mall Santa? Because we roll right into that next day where he is showing off the tie and he starts going down the, the list of products. Yeah, it's like the first airing. And you're right. And But, but she goes, uh, maybe maybe I should skip the eggnog or something like that. Or, or, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> drinking so much eggnog. I love this so much because yeah, he's like, he's like this is a, here's a Christmas tie that, you know, plays the 12 different Christmas songs. You should buy it for $15.95. Oh, what do we have over here? Oh, look at this. <laughs> it's it's uh, negligee. <laughs> yeah, he starts going off on a side tangent. I don't think they make this in the workshop. Oh, I don't think so. Um, hey, I wonder if this comes in uh, extra petite small all the way up to a size 22. I'm going to get this for Mrs. Claus, wink. Again, uh, who is this for? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he says some shit like, uh, now imagine your husband coming home to see you in this. Isn't that great? <laughs> It's only forty nine ninety five. Real silk from Fredericks of Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> so hard cut to fuck. 
fucking Alice Beasley. I guess this was her job before she, I don't know what, retired before Rumpelstiltskin, before she got fucking choked to death? Yeah. This woman keeps popping up lately. She's like a, she's taking calls for the, because it's a home shopping network. She's making calls here. She's also in Initiation, Silent Night, Deadly Night 4. She's in that movie. She's a cult member. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Santa's selling all this shit, and they're, like, making money hand over fist. And they're just like, can you believe this shit? People are loving him. You know, this, 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 you know, somebody, uh, because, like, somebody asks her if, like, like, one of the fucking, uh, 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 Naughty underwear comes in men's sizes or some shit. So they're like selling all this stuff to like everybody. But he kind of blows it here because he gets this like gambling Santa. Oh, here comes lucky number 13. Well, that's the big surprise gift that the boss put together. This was going to be the big winner. Cha-ching! Santa's like, $37. That's pretty expensive for a toy with the likeness of me. You pull the arm down and then it like goes cha-ching, jackpot. And he's like, oh, oh, I will not endorse gambling. <laughs> Jackpot. Jackpot. The chest opens and it's a fucking, it's a gambling machine and like. It's a slot machine, basically. It gets three fucking like Santa heads and it's like, ho, 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 you won the jackpot. And he's like, oh, I can't sell this to kids. (laughs) We're encouraging gambling and smoking and alcoholism. Agent Dale Cooper's in the audience. He's like, hello. So Victor Gerber's watching all this and he's like freaking the fuck out. Because he's like on the, he's like, uh, I forget the name of it. It's been forever since I took a TV class in college, but it's uh, like the floor supervisor or whatever. Yeah, whatever. And he's like freaking out. And we, we, we cut to Whoopi like in the control room watching this. And she goes, what the fuck? <laughs> and she fucking charges out. He's ad-libbing. Yeah, she's a meltdown. Oh, yeah. She fires his ass. Well, doesn't she unload him first for improving? Like he does the whole bit with the, uh, the the clothing. And then I think he does like another anecdote. And she's like, oh, no, 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 no. God, no improvisation on my network. Blah, 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 blah. She fucking yells at everybody when she comes down. She's like, get this fucking Santa in line. But then as soon as he starts going off on the gambling thing they're like oh cut cut to an infomercial like put up whatever i don't care what it is fucking but i think they put up like a fishing thing i don't even remember yeah masters <laughs> you're right though and then uh she, yeah, she comes down and tries to get him to like basically you know learn hey you can't just read all you got to read the teleprompter no no ad living because she was already complaining that he had been doing that and then this whole Side tangent about the gambling. She's like, "Oh yeah, you don't. You just sell the products. We tell you what to do. We're paying you. You're not. You know, you're not in charge here." Yeah. And he keeps sit. He keeps arguing with her, and she's like, "You know what? Fuck it. You're fired." Yeah, it was like the last straw kind of thing. She's like, "Fuck you. Get out of here, Saint Nick." Richard Mull wouldn't put up with this. <laughs> Fucking without skipping a beat, Cameron kicks down the door. He's like, look, oh my goodness, we're doing multi-million dollar sales on a home shopping network. That Santa Claus is the best Santa Claus. Where is he? This is literally within 30 seconds. Like, dude gets fired and they're like, we made a quarter of a million dollars in 20 minutes. Where is he? It's like, oh, I just oh, yeah. fired him. Whoopi does a whoopsie for sure. I'm whoopsie. I have a headcanon that this guy is a crazy billionaire who just like props up this fake fucking production company and everyone's like, yeah, we work for this company and he's just like oh you're just making shit up yeah yeah i was convinced he was satan like just having fun (laughs) (laughs) that would make richard mole's presence really confusing (laughs) well he's my underling what earth are you from (laughs) well this is the mdu dude santa luke skywalker the fuck out of there he disappeared (laughs) 
or Batman <laughs> to take your preference. He, he's gone is the point. Houdini'd right out of there, yeah. Yeah, and Whoopi's ass is on the line because it's her fault. Well, no, no, it's Taylor's fault. Right, she sends his ass after, she sends Victor Garber after him, <laughs> and he's like, well, what the hell? Why do I got to find the guy now? She's like, that's how it works in television. You know, it's the person above you blames you, and then you got to fix it. And he's like, oh, okay. God, I hate her. Yeah. It's that weird thing where it's like, you know, I keep going back to Scrooge because it's like Bill Murray, for like, I, I don't know about most of the film, but definitely like the first half. Is a real fucking asshole. Oh, he's a piece of shit. The first half. <laughs> yeah. The entire film. What he does to Elliot Loudermilk? Oh my god. Oh yeah. Like he doesn't even start coming around until like the end of the second act. And even then, like I mean by the end he has come around. But like it takes a while. Like Whoopi She's an asshole, don't get me wrong, especially like the, the, the recurring joke of, you know, GVD's gopher or GVD, you know, again, pick your poison on that one, bringing the latte in, she never says thank you, and she's always like, I can't start my fucking day without a latte. That's that's the thing, too. She never, like, atolls for any of that shit. It's just like, you're an asshole. You want to be Santa? And she's like, oh, Okay. I guess I guess my, what I'm trying to say is, like, I'm not saying she's, like, not an asshole, but she's more disgruntled, whereas, like, Bill Murray is, like, torturing people and firing people and being just, like... Oh, sure, sure. No, he's ruthless. Heartless. She's more of just, like, she's upset uh, around the holidays because that's when her father died and she takes it out on everybody around her, but she's not, like... Yeah. I don't know. You get what I'm saying here? She's still an asshole. I'm just saying it's not Bill Murray levels, like, Scrooged. Yeah, she definitely got five pounds of veal for Christmas. That's what did it, you yeah. know? That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> but he asked Santa for a choo-choo. Why don't you go buy yourself a choo-choo? But where do we go from here? To the fucking bar called Top of the <laughs> yeah. World. The North Pole Tavern, guys. Oh my god. <laughs> fucking Costanzo's back and he's like, hey, you want, come over here and suck my North Pole here, sweetheart. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, what the fuck? He's like, come here, let me assault you. Like, to everybody around. Yeah, Nick's almost getting to a fucking bar fight with this guy you want to come up to my castle and see my dong or what yeah santa wants has words with this guy dude santa, santa puts his fucking dukes up he's ready to go <laughs> santa's about to fish hook this motherfucker okay he's ready to go he's like i dare you talk to them like that you're ruining the spirit of chris i ought to fucking box your ears you little prick prepare to defend yourself and then ralph comes in like fry from futurama shutting up farnsworth like god ah, i leave ignore this crazy old man slurm's okay <laughs> he says he's my grandson come on <laughs> he says some shit like you know oh you know if you if you let me go i could whip him without breaking his sweat and he's like yeah i know santa said the fuck down and gaze into my magic snowball okay my snow globe look at it you see that <laughs> My my snow hexagon. Yeah, the snow globe that shows that the whole world is ending. Shut the fuck up. Look at the globe. <laughs> you see that shit? You see that? That's Bruce fucking Davison in there. You see him? Yeah. That, that's got to be the next uh, MDU Chronicles, just seeing the fucking Titanic 2 inside that snow globe. T-Day. Yeah, it's C-Day. It's Convergence Day. It's when all this aligned. <laughs> That's why that that's why that iceberg fell because they couldn't they didn't know why it was happening. That's why that iceberg fell into the water and caused a giant fucking tsunami. Exactly. It's a literal magic event. They couldn't stop it. Yes. It was John Hurt as well. Like he facilitated it. You think he gave Santa memory loss or something? Like made him procrastinate? Because he's like, ha ha, the end of the world will come from you, Santa, you fuck. Through time travel, he created all those weird contractual issues that would 
kickstart the apocalypse. Wouldn't it be funny if the world ended because of bureaucracy? Whoopi Goldberg, do you know anything about quantum physics? I think what happened is Hurt just came in and just started, like, re-adding pages to Santa's, like, desk calendar, so he wasn't really sure what time of year it was. He was like, shit, I thought yesterday was the 22nd. All right. The calendar never lies. And then eventually someone, like, clued him in. He's like, oh, fuck. And he's, like, a month and a half behind. And he, he didn't know because he's in the North Pole not really paying attention. He takes all the batteries out of his clocks on the walls. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he just smashes them all. Like, hook. And that's why it's a mad fucking dash in this movie to get this done. I love the next scene because, like, without skipping a beat, he, he's like, all right, we got to... We gotta save Christmas in the world, I guess. So they so they leave, and they're walking down the street, him and Ralph, and um, he's like, nobody even gives a fuck about any Christmas anymore. And he's like, oh, Merry Christmas. And the guy's like, yeah, whatever. And he's like, see? Fucking fuck them. Let's let it all burn to the ground. Flood the fucking world. Kill them all. The same plot point that's used in almost every Christmas movie. Let's, let's reuse this old hat. You know what I think you need, Santa? A motherfucking Christmas booster shot. Let's go. We're going to church. I'm going to go check out Whoopi Goldberg's niece sing something for you. I like how, like, this does it. Nothing else. No other human actor on earth could convince him for 200 years. But he goes to a church and watch seven kids sing, you know, out of sync with each other. And he's like, oh, well, Christmas must be saved. (laughs) Well, the the main girl's very good. They all answer to the same higher power. It's it's true. He says that to the one guy when they switch over to, like, the Jewish channel at one point. (laughs) Oh, yeah, the, yeah, we'll get to that. We all answer to the same boss. Meanwhile, he's wearing a fucking Come On Baby Light My Menorah shirt. Yeah. <laughs> so this little girl's name is Jasmine, and I th- and she sings, like, really well, if it is indeed her voice. Um, so I thought, like, maybe she was, like, an up-and-coming star or singer or something. I can't find a goddamn thing about her on the internet except that she's in this movie, so maybe not. Hey, my niece can sing. Could you be in your movie? Yeah, right. You know, I got the perfect part for her. Come here. She's going to save Christmas. But actually have zero impact on the plot. <laughs> no, it's just a scene out of Sister Act 2 yeah. in the church, and then that's it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pretty much. You want to you talk about tertiary characters. Uh, she's uh, she's number one on the list. So then we go to this church sequence to Whoopi's apartment. Yes. Uh, this wooden uh, covered apartment. That's, it's actually pretty fucking nice. I'll, t- I'll take it. It's huge. Sign me up. Yeah. I don't like those stairs. I don't like the stairs with the uh, the gaps in between the steps. I'm not too crazy about mm, that. But nope. hey, it's in L.A. and it looks <laughs> it looks magnificent. To me, that's a broken ankle and a broken neck after you fall. Oh, yeah. She's there in her apartment and she's on the phone with Taylor like, yeah, you got to take care of this. You know, if you don't, you know, your ass is grass. And then the boss comes in. He's like, oh, oh, did we find Santa? We got to find this guy. And he gets on the phone with Taylor. He's like, oh, if you find him, I'll give you an office bigger than Whoopi's. <laughs> And then she's like, oh, come on. First, he threatens to fire him and then hire his family so he can fire them, too. Yeah. And he's like, I'll follow your <laughs> yeah. whole family. And the other thing is, too, like, there's this plot point that, that uh, is mentioned in the beginning of the movie that, well, if they sell, you know, X amount of money, more than QVC, then he's going to buy Whoopi uh, a trip to wherever she wants because he's she's his favorite producer. Well, no, she's trying to fuck her hard. Bora Bora, baby. With me. Yeah, I got to go to Bora Bora, so that that keeps coming up. Oil up some pool boys or whatever the, shit the hell she was talking about. Oh, yeah, she's talking about lubing them up and pulling them off for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pants and jimmies and everything. And she's like, yeah, just me and the pool boys. And he's like, yeah, and me too. And she's like, I don't think so. (laughs) Hey, kids, it's me, Haggerty the Blue. This week's special code word is Titanic 2. 
Direct message Movie Dumpster on your favorite social media app to enter the secret Santa giveaway. Again, my secret code is Titanic 2. Good luck. <laughs> um, so, so then, you know, boss man's on the phone ranting and raving like, yeah, you'll get this bigger office. Hold on. Let me answer the door. And Santa's standing there. He's like, uh, I'll take you out to dinner. And he hangs up. And Santa's there. He's like, all right, I'm ready to, to uh, continue working. And uh, boss man's like, all right, uh, I'll pay you double. I'll pay you triple. He's like, oh, wait, you already agreed to do it? Okay, well, what if you just stay at Whoopi's? Because uh, yeah. you can't really say no. I'll put you up in the best spot in the city, this apartment. <laughs> also, you'll just live here in someone else's home. Fucking weird. I'm telling you, man, this is Santa's, Santa's got a subplot where he's fucking trying to secure that nest egg. Here it is. He's getting paid triple now to do this fucking gig. Well, the, the boss is like, that's cool, right, Whoopi? He just inserts himself into Whoopi Goldberg's life. He's like the Terry O'Quinn of Christmas. What is he, the talented Mr. Ripley? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> He's Santa. He's Santa Claus. I become you and you become me. And then I'm rich and you have to give out toys for the next 200 years. He's Mr. Ice. King Ice. Whatever the fuck he called himself. In Siberia, they called me Mr. Iceman. <laughs> whatever he says. What killed the dinosaurs? Santa Claus. The Ice Age. Fun fact about DC, Santa exists and goes to Darkseid's planet every year to give him coal and then fucks off. (laughs) No wonder he's so mad all the time. Let me me rephrase that. He battles his way through uh, Apocalypse to give Darkseid coal and then just flies away. (laughs) Is this Santa Goldberg that goes? (laughs) Oh, I think he would mount Darkseid's head on a spike. Jackhammering Darkseid and then sticking a fucking lump of coal in his stocking? His, His proverbial stocking? Tell Granny goodness I said hello. Well, this is technically Santa Goldberg as well. It could be. I mean, we talked about that. What was that? The, uh... Connor had a name for it. The League of Santas or whatever. Oh, Reign of the Santa Clauses. <laughs> yeah. It's just like Reign of the Superman. You have literal Santa Goldberg, and then you have Santa Whoopi Goldberg. So... Sure. Not the same person, but possibly could be. It's two different... There's timelines really close to each other. I want to see Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg jackhammer somebody. I'd be kind of into that. So he's in there. So Santa's in uh, Whoopi's house, and he's like, Listen, Lucy, I lied to you. I've been watching you since you were a little girl. <laughs> and we don't even have to make the joke because Whoopi Goldberg does it for us. Yeah. In spectacularly terrible delivery, instead of like calling the cops or being truly mortified, she acts like she stepped in shit. He's like, ew. She's like, oh, ew. Ew! Ew! She's like, ah, uh, ah, you, ew, uh. Really, man? That's gross. And then immediately after, he's like, all right, you're not going to believe me. Shut your eyes. And she's like, well, well, hold on. And she's like, wait, what? He goes, look at my magic hat first. And it, like, glows and shit. She's like, wow, why aren't we selling those? She's like, no, 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 no. Close your eyes. I'm going to take you to my workshop. Here we go. I'm going to take you to see Pino. He's a friend of mine. (laughs) Oh, God. I'm going to scare you into being a good person. Just look at him. He's just humping Mrs. Claus in the background. Mommy, are you my mommy? Hey, mommy, I'm a good boy, mommy. Gaze upon this abomination. (laughs) I wanted a son, and that's what I got. Are you going to behave yourself now? (laughs) Welcome to my hell. I'll put him in your house instead of me. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So, much like Tim Allen's The Santa Claus, I know they take the fucking sleigh there and everything, But there's this whole thing where it's like, oh, wow, we're at the North Pole now. How the hell did we get there? Is this a dream? We're not really sure. I guess it's happening. My feet are cold. Oh, shit. 
it's 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 not a dream. Oh my God, this is really happening. Santa's Freddy Krueger. Yeah, she saw Ed Galen passed out. He's a dream demon. <laughs> Want to see my knife f- fingers? Because he just like has her open her eyes and she's in the fucking Wizard of Oz. No, she's in the North Pole in this little. Uh, TNT budget, uh, Santa's workshop. This is like Willy Wonka threw up all over a fucking toy shop, dude. Yeah, Christmas that almost wasn't had better, a production. (laughs) I'm pretty sure there's a fake hallway in one of these shots, too, because, like, they pan across, and it looks like they're using mirrors to make something longer than it is, because it just looks fucking weird. Yes. That or it's painted on, just like, you know, just a picture. Jonathan's there, banging his fucking head against the wall, talking about prunes. He also had a pituitary uh, gland problem. <laughs> he sure did. Ralph is his son, that's why. Ooh, that's a scary thought. Jonathan was an elf? I, well, he was the head elf, that's true. Yeah, just like Ralph, that's why he's so big. So, But instead of, you know, instead, instead of him saying, like, prune, loon, moon, june, you know, apricot and all that shit. Crab apple? Whoopi just kind of like took that unknowingly and just kind of like flipped it on its on its head and just, you know, you know, the whole Ralph, you know, situation we were talking about earlier, calling them different names. Oh, yeah. So she faints and she comes to and she's like, I had a dream I was surrounded by goblins. And all of them are like, what? Oh, my God. We were elves, you stupid idiot. And then Ralph's like, goblins are what happens with what? Leprechauns and... What else? Gnomes. 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 <laughs> Gnomes have a naughty night on the beach or something. Yeah. I was like, that joke is for, that's the most impenetrable joke I've ever heard in my life. Get drunk on the beach at night. It's so yeah. specific. <laughs> yeah. Now, I could see Lubden on the beach with his starfish just really having a good time. <laughs> that's how you make goblins. Maybe he puts a little red hat on it and he calls it a, a fucking gnome and that's the, that's where they got this information. No, man. He fucking, fucking Norm squeezes there. That's what happened. What's her name? L- Lu- uh, uh, I forget her name. Luna? I think her name is or some shit. Lubden is fucking Norm's girlfriend. That's how you get goblins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so goblins. A thing that I thought was a throwaway joke. Not No, it's not. But yeah, she's in Santa's workshop, and, and they're all acting like she should not be shocked by this in the least. Yeah, Rudolph's fucking looking at her through the window. Yeah, she looks outside, and she's like, oh shit, there's snow outside. Where am I? <laughs> Santa introduces her to his Swedish masseuse. Also known as Mrs. Claus, a Helga, I believe her name is. Helga. And then she will be insults her entire culture. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yeah, what the fuck? My fucking jaw dropped. She's like, Herga Burga Garbaginga. (laughs) She just starts speaking nonsense. She doesn't speak a word of English. She only speaks Norwegian. And she's like, oh yeah? Flinga dinga hinga dark and leaf Erickson. <laughs> yeah, hinga dinga dark and dark and. Himbergerbin chocolate baskets, Himbergerbin. <laughs> <laughs> the fursy fursy. So they go to Willy Wonka's toy shop. And she shows him the sleigh, and she's like, wow, this is the sleigh. And he's like, yep, sure is. Look at the sound system in it. Wow, that's super fat, yo, because it's 2001 and we're still saying fat. Were we still saying fat in 2001? I was trying to think about this. I'm like, when did fat die out? With Chris Tucker, right? I thought it died with him. I'm pretty sure it was before 2001. I feel like I was, like, not cool enough to say that word. I don't think it's ever left my lips, to be perfectly honest. I've never used the word fat in a real sense. I've always thought it was fucking stupid. I, I was also on a side note, we didn't really talk about this, but she has this car that she drives around this red fucking, not a bug, but kind of a bug convertible. It's a bug. That I that it was her father's. I was motherfucking convinced that by the end of this film, this was going to be her sled. She was going to attach the fucking reindeer to it. That's what I thought. That would have been good. Driving fucking Mickey's jalopy through the movie. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, we, we don't get that, though. This thing's breaking down constantly. I was going to say, like, that would be some form of storytelling of which this movie has virtually none of. Right! Yeah. She's like, I, you know, this is the slate, huh? How do you do it? He's like, okay, Whoopi, well, have you ever heard of quantum mechanics and the theory of relativity? Have you ever seen Back to the Future or Avengers Endgame? Here's a map of the multiverse. This is the source wall. Does the name Hank Pym or Joe Buchanan ring a bell? She's like, nope. He's like, we go really fast. <laughs> yeah, long story short, we go really fast. <laughs> time and space. We have an event horizon engine. We don't have a lot of time. This is a TNT original movie. We have a schedule to keep to. But we're going to dick around for the last 20 minutes of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, big time. And then he's like, all right, uh, all right, guys, I need some time alone with Whoopi. Uh, turn the house lights off like it's a warehouse. <laughs> turn down the house. <laughs> He sets it like a fucking scene. He sets the scene like fucking night gallery. He's going to talk to her like fucking Rod Serling. It's just taking me back to the days when I used to work with Joe in a literal warehouse and that shit would happen. And you'd have those fucking just the safety lights on. Oh, yeah. And uh, he's sitting in the sleigh kind of leaning over it. And he's like, all right, Whoopi. He's like, I got to show you one more thing to make you really believe. And she's like, huh. Okay. Yeah. What What do you need me to do? He's like, ah, shut your eyes. And she's like, ah, this shit again. (laughs) He's like, no, come on, just shut your eyes. And uh, they teleport back in this terrible uh, green screen effect where they're sitting, like, on a bench or, like, on a a windowsill almost to the side, like, in a flashback to the opening scene where she's sitting on Santa's lap. Right. But it's all in black and white. And she's completely captivated. She's like, oh, that's me. Yeah, I remember that. I remember now. And he's like, (laughs) okay, uh, well, here's the deal. Um... So, there's a clause, the or else factor. Um, so, basically, what I want to know is, uh, uh, what I'm trying to say is, if you don't become the next Santa Claus, you remember Noah's Ark? Think of that without the Ark. <laughs> you remember that one? Remember that Kevin Costner movie? <laughs> remember Titanic 2? No, there's a Titanic 2, she says. <laughs> She's like, wait, what? He's like, oh, oh, it hasn't been made yet. My mistake. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see. Once you're plucked from the timeline, it'll happen. <laughs> and and this is where the, the point in the movie where the movie is kind of playing with the idea that maybe this is where Whoopi starts to kind of understand and maybe have a change of heart. But then she throws it away for 20 minutes. Yes and no. Yeah. He's basically like, I need you to remember the promise you didn't realize you were making and you need to be Santa Claus and fix this <laughs> yeah. shit because I procrastinated for 200 years i've sort of backed you into a corner here <laughs> this is like sam whipple writing santa claus like coming back in santa claus being like hey remember that right letter you wrote when you were eight years old literally the same thing look me up if you ever need something well because he, he makes this whole point that you know the hat only glows on people that truly believe in christmas with all their might yeah and that's like kind of the whole caveat of why she's the last one that he went to that you know everybody else again he doesn't really explain it or they're dead or they didn't they didn't believe anymore maybe but i don't see she doesn't believe worth a lick so i don't know how she's a good choice that's what that's what my problem is too because it's like well at one point yeah and then what and then you know the stuff with her dad happened then all of that and now it's like well would she still have the same i mean she doesn't give a shit i guess like deep down inside she does that's the whole thing question mark maybe i'll save this to the end but like i kind like i'll say like a quick version of it but 
I, I could I could buy into that message. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm here for it. Sure, why not? There's plenty of uh, media that do that. The change of heart, even if you got to really rip it out of the person, it's possible. But we don't have that at all. Mm-mm, no. It's very, like, drop of a hat kind of thing. Because he's like, so you're going to be Santa? She's like, no, take me back to the fucking thing. And he's like, okay. And he's like, oh, if if you don't accept, if you don't take the red pill, basically, <laughs> uh, you'll, you'll just think it was a dream. And uh, you'll wake up, and she's like, okay. Moments after she wakes up, she's like, oh, man, I had the weirdest dream. Santa just, like, he doesn't drop a beat. He, he just acts like it happened. He's like, so, uh, about the hat? You gonna put it on? Yeah, he's like, you want to talk about your dream? Let's talk about it. I'm <laughs> like, uh, no, I think I'm gonna go to bed. Bye. Remember when I asked you to be Santa? I was serious. And she's like, yeah, there's some uh, blankets and some pillows under these stairs. Uh, yeah, okay, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> what if there was nobody left on his list because after he tells them he's Santa Claus, they said no, he just kills them? <laughs> That's what I'm thinking, man. I'm afraid you can't know my secret. He doesn't have a neuralizer that we're aware of. What's What's the next thing for him? Is he just going to scratch her name out and then just like go roam around L.A. like, oh, just, I guess I'll <laughs> just, wait for it to die. <laughs> waits for his apocalypse? <laughs> <laughs> Playing skee-ball or whatever the fuck he's doing? <laughs> or, or to Connor's point, you know, it's like it functions kind of like a death note, but it's like a Santa note. <laughs> and it's like you're, like, you're right, Connor, when that note... When that name gets crossed off in that particular ledger, you don't want to get crossed off. Put it that way. <laughs> Whoopi has a heart attack in the next scene. Well, thanks, Ryuk. It was worth a try. No problem. But you don't see anything. You just hear the voice. <laughs> God, that I, I can't believe we reviewed that on this show. Just by the way. Thank, thanks, Connor. <laughs> we sure no problem. First season. So this is the other scene in the movie there's a couple scenes in this movie that i really love and the one was before with the with the kid jack and this one is where santa's doing his routine he's doing the show or whatever and um he they get like a call in and garb is like oh you got somebody on the phone santa he's like oh on the tell okay i'll take a call on the telephone <laughs> I, I love that he just walks off set and the camera follows him yeah breaks the fourth wall <laughs> that's what i'm saying no one trained this guy at all like when they start the day hey uh, at, at some point today, we're going to ask you to, like, take a phone call. There's a phone literally right here, but this isn't what we're telling you to answer. Just stand there, pause for a moment, and it'll start playing. Oh, okay, yeah, no problem. Like, instead of saying, oh, we have so, a, a listener caller, he, like, goes over and picks up the phone and starts talking to them. Yeah. Hello? Hello? <laughs> <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Who? And they're all losing their minds, all the producers. To the point where Victor Garber literally has to get, walk on camera to fucking get his attention. Mind you, this is a live broadcast. This is the Muppet show of, of fucking home shopping networks. Like. <laughs> <laughs> and and Whoopi, Whoopi has this great line. She's like, oh man, everybody's getting on the camera this year. <laughs> or something to that effect. So on the phone is this little kid who is like, oh, I was adopted uh, from Korea and I just wanted to know if Santa was Korean or why you're not Korean or if the real Santa is Korean. And he responds with like this poem um and i don't have it quoted but you can go look up the scene i'm sure or go watch it on youtube for free but um it's basically like this really heartwarming thing that's basically like you know Santa isn't a person, it's a feeling and like uh, uh, the Christmas spirit embodied and it's kind of like whatever you make of it and and uh, it's about being happy and kind of sharing that with everybody else, whether he's like black or brown or, or sl well, he says something like slanted eyes or something like that. Um, 
but I just thought that was a really sweet thing, and I think that's like one of the first times I've seen something like that in a Christmas movie like this. Yes. I've definitely never heard anything like that in any Christmas movie. I've never heard anything like that ever except this, and I thought that was really fucking great. Um, And more of that, please, and less of Whoopi Goldberg in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's also like that positive reinforcement for when Whoopi does, you know, eventually take the mantle that it's like, oh, sure. Santa's already kind of put the idea out there like, you know, you could be any color, ethnicity, you know. Uh, it doesn't matter. You know, whatever. It doesn't matter. You, you you could still be Santa as long as you got Christmas in your heart and, you know, hope in your heart. And he, he kind of ends his point by saying, you know, oh, he calls out Lucy specifically. And Whoopi's like, oh, my God, he said Lucy. He said Lucy. And everyone in the control room's like, uh, what? No, he said the name of the little girl. She's like, I rewind it. And they rewind it, and it's the name of the little girl. I think it's like Meredith or Margaret or something. Meredith, yeah. And and Whoopi's like, uh, huh, okay, well. Where's my latte? <laughs> like, oh, sorry, I'm, I must be PMSing and <laughs> imagining my own name <laughs> being called. Who fucking wrote that joke? Who wrote that joke? <laughs> and, and then all uh, that, that fucking, that gopher is like, yeah, what, every day? Yeah, like you're PMSing all the time, I guess. You're an asshole every day? <laughs> Eternal rag, I guess. <laughs> so cheap. So cheap. That was probably a line from Goldberg herself. Just like, yeah. <laughs> what if I say I'm PMSing? Oh, that's hilarious, Whoopi. Go for it. I mean, it's Whoopi. You're going to tell her no unless it's like really bad. Sure. Yeah, on a made-for-TV movie on TNT, you're going to tell Whoopi Goldberg no? You're going to do what, she, what the fuck she wants. Whoopi signed this and never read the script until she walked on set the first day. Yeah. <laughs> she said, I'm going to be Santa Claus? Okay. And that was it. Yeah, sounds great. How much you paying me? Okay. But yeah, but yeah, no, no, to Sean's point too, like, yeah, it could be a man or a woman. It, it, you're simply Santa and that's it. Right. As much as I'm digging on this movie, and I'm not going that hard, I don't feel like, but you know. No. Uh, I, I he I like the Santa portrayal a lot in this film. It's it's well done. It's, it's heartwarming. It is uh, what you expect when you see this character portrayed on film. And usually it is. Sometimes not so much. I just think this is a particularly a well done version of it. Absolutely. I would love this Santa in another film. Right. Yes. No, exactly. I was going to say, he's in a movie he, he doesn't deserve to be in because he's above this. <laughs> Exactly. Is this one of those? This is one of those things like Julia and Julia, mm-hmm. Julia and Julia, where I where I cut out all the Whoopi Goldberg stuff and just do the Santa stuff because that's a good movie. Let's bring it into the MDU. You know, Steve Irwin's uh, Crocodile Collision Course. So let's get rid of all the Magnus Subansky bullshit. Exactly. And just have uh, Croc. You know, let's have Steve instead of him like battling fucking secret agents or some shit on the back of a fucking truck. Worst idea ever. Well, Steve Irwin did kill a man in that scene, remember? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, he killed him with a helicopter, didn't he? Also, can you imagine if Steve Irwin were to become Santa Claus? I'd love that. Oh, I- He'd still be alive. <laughs> There'd be no secret. He'd just tell you just out in the open with it. Yeah. Well. But he still wears khaki shorts, right? Make Whoopi Goldberg Santa Claus and it's all out in the open, apparently. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So then we get this big, this is one of those big montages where just like shit happens and it's like, okay, Whoopi doesn't want to be Santa Claus and she's not sure what she's going to do. So we're going to montage the next like, what, week and a half? Yeah. Yeah, there's days passing on a fucking calendar. Literally with the little Jesus popping into each little fucking cubby of each date. Yeah, it's their version of the Christmas vacation calendar, like the low budget budget version (laughs) we get a bunch of scenes too where santa's like walking around town like watching like acts of good like he even sees Whoopi's niece and his brother and her brother like Mm -hmm. i don't know i remember what they're doing but they're like working at the church i guess getting ready for the recital 
and uh, he's, he sees, like, some people leave blankets for a homeless person, which was really nice. And uh, just That is bullshit, by the way. Literally place a blanket. Those two women were not putting a blanket on that homeless man. Sorry. Yeah, people people do that. and that... They, they literally put a blanket on that homeless man. I like that. It's like 90 degrees outside. Oh, oh, sure. I think it's... The sentiment is there, though. Yeah, get him a bottle of water. <laughs> get him hydrated, that poor man. Get him, like, a huge Fiji water or something, one of those big boys. Also, L.A. Christmas is not for me. It's, like, I know people like that Hawaiian Santa shit or, like, Christmas stuff. I'm just not Oh yeah. with the hot weather. Like, I need cold weather to enjoy with Christmas. I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> <I> <laughs> Poor Connor. I'm sorry, Connor. Come home for the holidays. Yeah, I'm still in shorts here, first of all. Also, uh, when it gets cold here, like at night, it's fucking cold, but I think the coldest it gets here is like 40 degrees during the day. Damn. Why am I living in New Jersey right now? That's pretty cold, though. Yeah, but to these people, it's like the apocalypse. They're like, oh my God, we're going to freeze to literal death. <laughs> oh, yeah. Joe, uh, I I don't know. I feel like I could get used to it pretty easily. I just get the tree in the house and I'm good, but you're right. It is a total, uh, especially when you grow up in the Northeast it is a culture shock. I'm sure. Well, Julie, you lived in Florida for a while. I was going to say, I lived in Florida for six years, and I remember putting up my Christmas lights in 80 degree weather one year, like in a tank top, and I was sweating. And I'm like, fuck this. You know what's <laughs> funny about that? Now that they say that, I think I'm the only one that has not lived in Florida on this show currently. You, yes. yes. It's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> in some capacity. I guess th- I guess that's all the time, really. You're lucky. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> but with that said, these people just trying to give this homeless person a blanket is, is really the point. <laughs> no, sure. I just thought it's funny because they just lay it over his corpse. Generally, people not being pieces of shit is this whole montage. And then we come around to, what is this, Christmas Eve now or Christmas Day? I think it's Christmas Eve and then like Santa's still... Tr- I guess it must be, right? Yeah, Santa's like trying to bribe Whoopi Goldberg with like homemade preserves from Mrs. Claus in the fridge or some shit? Yeah. (laughs) Courtesy of the kitchen of Helga Claus, it says on them. (laughs) In case that dream is a little fuzzy, Whoopi, here you go. Here's evidence that it wasn't a dream, just to confirm it, lady. (laughs) And she is steadfast in not wanting to be Santa. Oh, no. At all. Doesn't want to do it. No way, except one way. Right. Once it hits Christmas Eve, then maybe. They're wrapping up their their sales tonight. They're wrapping up the show. And Santa's like, you can get an you can get an email gift card uh, where you can show somebody <laughs> what you bought them and get it later. Oh, the internet! It's crazy. Two thousand one. It's a series of tubes. <laughs> <laughs> Have I ever told you about the quantum realm? I know a nice young man named Job who lives inside it. <laughs> <laughs> Job? I wonder who, how him and that monkey are doing. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Cyborg Man. <laughs> but after the many times in this film where Santa has been asked not to ad-lib, they're like, all right, uh, h- here's the last one. And then it's like some fucking raft, and Santa's like cracking up. He's like, yeah, that'll be a good one to get. <laughs> like, when the world floods, uh, ignore that last line. <laughs> I just put that together. Yeah, because then the boss is like, oh, why did he have a raft as the last one? What was that all about? And Whoopi's like, yeah, I said he'd get a freebie for doing such a good job, and he liked that in the catalog. I said, what the hell? I gave it to him. Yeah. <laughs> what a nice gift. <laughs> He's like, okay, fuck it. Sell it. It's a man coming to terms with his own impending doom by laughing it off <laughs> on TV. <laughs> yeah. 
Santa's got it. Ma- Santa's gonna fucking type, put rocks in his pockets, and call it a day. Sure, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But then he has his final line, his final ad lib, and he has this like touching speech. This guy's full of touching speeches. I guess when you're 200 years old, you got a lot of uh, poetry in the back of your noggin. A lot of virtue, yeah. But it's a, a nice touching, you know keep the spirit of Christmas in your heart kind of message again. And he, and he kind of specifically calls out to, to Lucy and he says, I hope you make the right choice or good luck or something like that. And then he kind of signs off and she's like, really? That's right. For some reason, all of a sudden, these words that he's been saying for four fucking weeks, now this moment in time suddenly hits her in the heart and she's like, oh, wait a minute. Was that about me? <laughs> I think so. Wait, wait one second. The, the elves... The North Pole, Rudolph, all of it. It's real. Just like the Force. <laughs> I thought it was just stories. Just just like those preservatives in my fridge. They're all real. They're real. <laughs> They're delicious. Have you tried them? Have you, try the pickles. Helga's a hell of a pickler. She sure is. She's hinga dinga darking all over that kitchen. Oh, yeah. God, the Swedish chef looks, like, sensitive, like, or sensible in, compar- in comparison. <laughs> yeah. Well, Hurdy Forty, you got the uh, preservies. So what, uh, I'm trying to remember exactly how we get to this, but basically Santa leaves uh, after Whoopi basically congratulates him. Yeah, he, he gets out of there, and um, we have this quick scene between uh, the gopher Lily and, and Taylor. Oh, there you go. Here's your GVD connection. She's like, hey, uh, you know, I know I'm just a gopher whatever, and he's, she's like, but I think you're so handsome. You want to come trim my tree or what? And maybe, and he's like, that sounds fun and naughty. Trim my tree. Keep it trim and wet. In the middle of this big Christmas plot, they stop to do a bit about people fucking. Yeah. Want to have a holly jolly hump session or what? Well, like I said, keep it trimmed and wet. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta soak, soak my, uh, soak my uh, stump there, kiddo. Yeah. <laughs> when she walks up to him, she like basically undoes her ponytail, and he's like, "Whoa, whoa, who's this hot mama?" Yeah, who are you? Yeah, takes the glasses off, kind of thing. Yeah, I, I know him. Just the gopher bites bottom of the lip. <laughs> mm, but I just couldn't help but see you're you're so handsome, and I just need to get wet. You know what I'm saying? Merry Christmas. And then they both literally and figuratively fuck out of the movie. Sure do. They fuck right off and into each other, I guess. Again, this is Santa basically saying, you know, giving his last pitch to Whoopi and she's still not buying it. And uh, he again Batmans her and gets the fuck out of there. He leaves her a fucking note and the hat. Back at her apartment, yeah. Yeah. I thought for a hot second he, like, undid his powers or some shit because he puts it on his head it glows and he's like yep all right puts it down on the table pats it like goodbye old friend and puts like a handwritten note on top of it and solemnly walks out of her apartment still in the santa regalia minus the hat and he's like spider-man no more and then he walks off yeah no he fucking then you then it cuts to the outside of the building he just jumps off <laughs> oh god <laughs> that's it either you're gonna be santa or not but i'm done i did it for you damien <laughs> it's like shawshank redemption when he like can't deal with it when he ret- when he 
finally has to get a job. Yeah, he gets on a stool and carves in. Santa was here before he does it. <laughs> Santa was here. Merry Christmas. And then, you know, yeah. folds his shoes and shit, folds his Santa suit and he takes his shoes off. Yeah. And then that's what that's what B sees when she walks in. <laughs> Terrible. A naked Santa hanging from a rafter. Those steps, those those backless steps, that's where he's going. Yeah. I mean, realistically, he probably turned into like magic and disappear and she just find like the regalia on the ground. I'm like, I guess he left me the suit. <laughs> oh, yeah, you fucking Yoda's right out of there. What the hell's with the noose? What is this, some sick joke? All right, all right, Nick. <laughs> so Whoopi Goldberg tries to start Mickey's jalopy, and it won't fucking start. And she gets a ride home from Cameron because he's like, oh, yeah, we did a great job. We're going to make lots of money together. Jump on in here. We're going to Bora Bora, baby. Right. And we're going to buy the concept of Christmas. <laughs> we're going to fuck, and we're going to love it. And, and this is where... A throwaway line by the elves of, yeah, you know, leprechauns and gnomes fuck, they create goblins, they're evil, comes back full circle. Because Whoopi, now that she has, I guess, kind of the Santa powers, but not totally yet, uh, uh, can recognize that he's a goblin because his ears just start to turn into goblin ears, spiked ears. Like you just took the uh, the 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 clone effect in Photoshop and just fucking hit it about a thousand times. His face morphs via '90s computer technology. Oh my god, it looks like some bad After Effects morphing, dude. It looks worse than like the Snoop Doggy Dog video. It looks bad. It looks really bad. And he's like laughing maniacally while while he's talking about taking over Christmas because he's you know they got the most money ever uh, with this new Santa Claus. And he's like glowing. He looks like an animorph halfway through. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, it looks like somebody put the liquefied tool on him. <laughs> and then Whoopi straight up is like, I don't love you. I want nothing to do with you. Uh, pull the fuck over and get get me out of this car. I can't let anyone own Christmas because nobody should own Christmas because I love it and I decided I want to be Santa now. Yeah, this is her turn. <laughs> In the car with the <laughs> goblin boss. Whoopi's literal face turn. Uh, this is where she should have used her patented jackhammer, you know, Whoopi Bill Goldberg and taking this guy out. Through his car. Yeah, that would have been great. Yeah, through the car. <laughs> it explodes like a fucking... Fucking pull a body by Jake. Just like SmackDown 4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say it explodes like Street Fighter 2, like bonus stage. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, there's a quick scene where the elves are like, well, we're dead, but I guess we'll just go down with the ship and keep making these presents. I guess we'll have a sense of humor about it and walk around with swimmies on. Yeah, I was going to say, with the fucking swimmies and life jackets, they're just ready to go. <laughs> And Ralph's like, thank God I saw Titanic. Peter Weller's in the corner. He's like, did you know an elf can tread water for three days straight? <laughs> and their bite has 10,000 pounds of pressure. <laughs> they can chew through concrete. <laughs> did you know that the tiger sharks, they circle around you and they just pick you off one by one? And they kind of play with you. They play with the dead. <laughs> Who invited Peter Weller to this toy shop? <laughs> Yeah, Quince in the corner. That's the USS Indianapolis, Peter. What are you talking about? Eh, didn't really think this reference through. I just kind of threw it out there. I don't know. I've been fighting a rat for the last fucking two weeks. My wife's going to be home any second and kill me. I'm going insane. I'm going to hit that j and I'll see you later. I didn't get the raise I needed in my house as a fucking wreck. I should have just had it fumigated. <laughs> Tony from Hack the Movies said, get it fumigated, and I told him to go fuck himself, and look what happened. <laughs> Dear Tony, all I want for Christmas is you to shut up about my rat problem. Well, according to you people, my problems will be solved tomorrow when there's a flood, so who cares if my house is trashed? Yeah, it's going to get trashed again. 
<laughs> Except the rat. The rat will survive. You know, that that's the real pisser. You know what really happened? Weller finally got that house back in tip-top shape. It took him a couple of years, <laughs> and then this fucking shit happened. Took it out again. He looks out the window and sees a tidal wave. <laughs> it's a tsunami. Oh, no. Well, shit. So Whoopi f- goes home and finds the note from Nick, and she puts on the hat and uh, jumping jingle bells, guys. She's convinced she's Santa Claus now because it's glowing and she's happy, question mark? She's got some dance moves in this scene. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Santa. <laughs> yeah, I'm Santa. <laughs> How cool am I? I'm Santa. <laughs> uh, cheer, cheer clogs me the fuck up. Um, she literally goes for this whole movie, first hour and ten minutes. Don't want to be Santa. Don't fucking like Christmas. My dad died around Christmas. I hate fucking Christmas. I'm an asshole. Yeah. Two, oh my God, wait a second. Santa, you've been telling me for 40 minutes of this movie that if I put this hat on, I'll become Santa. Now I, I now I read the notes. Okay, I get it now. It's official. <laughs> it was the goblin that, that triggered her, yeah. Yeah, once she saw that. It was nothing like sweet, like about like maybe like her dad or something. I mean, there's one point where she like looks at a photo of him or something, but like- there's no connection to her, like, finding the spirit of Christmas again and kind of, like, overcoming that. No, not at all. Yeah. She gets excited about this prospect, like, in a little bit with the benefit of, like, 200 years of, you know, not aging. And that's the only time in this movie I see her get jovial about the idea of being Santa Claus <laughs> because she's a deeply self-centered person. Because <laughs> she doesn't want to deliver toys for 200 years. Yeah. But she's going to do it now. Now she puts the hat on, I guess she gets all the fucking knowledge, too. Yeah, it starts snowing at the North Pole, and the the, the, the end of the world clause like starts reversing itself. Yeah, yeah. T-Day is, uh, you know... Avoided for... Well, not in the MDU, but the rest of the world it was. At least in this timeline, you know? Sure. This moment splits the timeline, and the other one just floods, and that's how Titanic 2 happens. In this one... Exactly. I played Ocarina of Time. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Or Legacy of Kane. It works both ways. Put that sword back in the stone. Okay. Put the Soul Reaver back into Raziel's chest. So then she goes outside, and uh, she's all hyped about being Santa, and this, like, door hop or whatever is like, oh, yeah, it's snowing. Whoopi, just take my coat. It's red, by the way. Get it? I need a cab. Oh, on, at the end of the note, it says something like, I, I'm Saint Nick. Find me at the top of the world when you get a chance. And she's like, oh, I gotta go to the top of the world. He's like, oh, the only top of the world I know is this seedy fucking bar downtown. And she's like, that's it! I knew it! That's where he eventually is. But yeah, like Sean said, the fucking cab rolls up. I'm waiting for fucking Buster Poindexter to get out of this goddamn thing. It's so bad. Such a ripoff. I, yeah. Come on, guys. (laughs) There's nowhere else. There's nothing else to say. It literally pulls around the corner. It's like, uh, hey, I'm Ralph. And she's like, uh, risotto? Is that you? Can you take me to the bar? Niagara Falls, Frankie Angel. (laughs) On paper, I don't hate that, but like when you've already basically done all the shit that Scrooge did with your tiny spin on it, maybe you didn't also need a taxi fucking cab. With a patently unfunny character. Yeah. (laughs) With a red red shade, by the way. A red paint job. Yep, it's red cab. It even says it right on the top. So Ralph takes Whoopi to the bar and uh, Santa's getting sauced. He's playing darts and ralph goes to torment gordon freeman in the half-life series because he's (laughs) g-man she runs in and scares him but he still gets a bullseye and she's like i'm santa now and he's like huh okay it worked all right great (laughs) 
And then again, the last touching scene of the movie is with Santa and or Nick rather, and he's like, he's like, listen, you know, I just wanted to apologize about that bullshit that Ralph said when you were a kid. You know, Santa Claus isn't God, and you know what I said was true about your dad. Like, keep that love alive in your heart and pass that love on, and your father will live forever with that love. You get it? Merry Christmas. And she's like. Okay, but I'm going to be young for 200 years, right? Yeah. He's like, yeah, that's also in there. Cool, bye. <laughs> well, okay, well, hold on. He doesn't just say goodbye. No, 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 he doesn't. They go outside, and he, he basically says that to her, and then she's like, all right, well, if I'm going to look the same for 200 years, I don't want all my hair to be white. Like, keep some black in there. Yeah, just sprinkle a few white dreads, if you will. Okay, no problem. And they do. For the remaining of this film, Ralph is just like, can you hurry the fuck up? We gotta deliver fucking presents. It's time to deliver presents. This sassy bitch the whole time. <laughs> I don't I, I don't like Ralph at all, but he's kind of got a point in this part of the film. Like, that, yeah. it's fucking do or die hour. You got one fucking night to do this. Like, come on. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. There is, a, there is a looming apocalypse, so he's kind of in the right. And all we do is fucking lollygag gag for the last 20 minutes of this movie. It drags ass. (laughs) The last 20 minutes, it's so bad. When she becomes Santa Claus, it crashes to a halt. It is so obvious that Whoopi Goldberg was just like, again, TNT movie made for TV. I'm not wearing some involved fucking wig where you can't see my hair. I'm just going to have this hat on like Ed from Good Burger with the hair attached to the inside of the fucking hat. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And wear it over my dreads. And that's why she's like, well, I have some black hair too, so I just wear this wig over this one. Okay, yeah, great. It's not even intermingling. It's just on top of her other hair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The white dreads. No, exactly. It's cheap looking bullshit. (laughs) It's so bad. And then she has this like stupid joke where she's like at the belt on because she's Santa and she's like, yeah, can the belt go? It's like squeezing my my hips. And Santa's like, not a problem at all. And he like snaps his fingers and it's gone. She's like, all right, perfect. All right, let's go. Yeah, and it's just like a cloak at that point. I mean, it's the classy, classic whoopee silhouette now. <laughs> it's just a giant fucking shirt. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, being a big flowy shirt or sweater or whatever, coat. And then we go like off on like, it's, it's, it's the main mission, dude. but it's treated like a side-like venture in the middle of like the actual plot happening. This should have happened 30 minutes into the film. Oh, oh yeah, I was like, the, the plot's done. The movie's over at this point. Yeah. The movie's over. It just keeps, it's like a zombie. It's just got back up and it's just lurching around. Yeah, it just keeps going. I wonder if they were just like, you know what, we can't have her become Santa and then just not actually do anything as Santa because... That's been done before. We got we got to get like 15 minutes of her like delivering presents and shit. Whoopee hijinks. Uh, At least Prancer had the decency to end in that cliff and just like, well, fuck off. We're not going to elaborate any of this shit. <laughs> Figure it out for yourself, you fuckers. <laughs> they sure did. Sam Elliott's got a tear running down his eye. Waves. See you later. Credits. Um, Yeah, there's like this whole fucking bullshit where, they're, where like Santa teaches her to like take off even though he's not Santa anymore. He's already passed the mantle, so she's officially Santa Claus at this point. Santa's like, oh, can I take one last ride in the Hey, Ralph. And he's like, sure, Santa, get up in here. And then he never leaves because they start teaching uh, Whoopi Goldberg, you know, an hour and 20 minutes into the movie how to deliver presents and go down a chimney and all this bullshit. And the first house she goes in, mind you, it's this massive chimney that I've never seen in my life. Yeah. This is a wildly humongous chimney. Like, you'd be having all kinds of birds flying in your house. (laughs) Yeah. This is like some 1800s fucking chimney. We didn't see it transformed by Tim Allen's magic. It's just just huge to begin with. Okay, that's my big problem with this. There's no 
there's no magic. She literally falls down a fucking chimney. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's a kid waiting. Wide awake. Yep. I guess this is just a thing that happens. Nick didn't warn her about this. What are you doing awake? I heard three grown adults arguing on my roof. I went to see what was happening. (laughs) (laughs) Then your big ass crashed crashed into my living room. What the fuck are you talking about? What are you doing? Also, Santa makes it seem like he really only gives out like a gift to each person or maybe maybe a hand maybe maybe a few sure he drops this fucking sack down the down the fireplace that's got about 30 or 40 gifts jammed into it and then Whoopi pulls a bike out of it and like leaves a bunch of stuffed animals all over the ground they're all broken <laughs> no refunds no takesies backsies <laughs> And then she doesn't, like, drink the milk or eat the cookies. The kid's just like, yeah, my dad's getting up. You should probably leave. And she's like, ah, shit, I don't know how to get out of here. He's like, she's like, got any suggestions, kid? He's like, front door. (laughs) You can't be Santa. You're a girl. And she's like, thanks for noticing. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for noticing. Yeah. So then then she's back in the sleigh like, ah, you guys couldn't tell me how to climb up. He's like, well, we we wanted to see you struggle a little there. Uh, (laughs) Ralph's like, if you can remember my fucking name, I'll tell you next time. What do you say? You don't get the power of flight for another 50 years. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, Santa training. And Joe, you're right, because this is where she's finally like, all right. If I'm going to work with you, I guess I'll call you Ralph. All right, Ralph. Rastafari, whatever she calls him. Call me Q. (laughs) He just laces his fingers. And then instead of, like, going anywhere else in the world, because she wants to go to China for some reason. Oh, my God. I can't wait to get to China. She's like, I can't wait to have some chow mein or some shit. And Ralph's like, we have to live a fucking present. You Santa. This isn't a joyride. Can we hurry it up? And they're like, yep, let me just fuck around for another 20 minutes in this movie. In L.A. <laughs> not delivering <laughs> presents. Not like. Yeah, we never leave L.A. <laughs> no. We've delivered one present. We got to go to the church and just let everyone in the world know that Santa's real and it's Whoopi Goldberg. Mm-hmm. Only the people in that church know. She doesn't try to hide the sleigh like on a roof or like behind like a barn or some shit like Marty McFly. She leaves it in the fucking road <laughs> and just goes into this church in her full Santa regalia. The real Santa's like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> she walks in like people are supposed to know who she is. She like hits the dude and he's, she's like, yeah, I'm walking here. I'm fucking Santa Claus. He's like, wait, I'm trying to watch this beautiful performance. It's Santa Claus, Joe. Who else would it be? <laughs> <laughs> Who else would it be? Your bride. <laughs> so, <laughs> so her niece is like singing and we get one more musical number and Whoopi's like, wow, that was the first time I saw my niece sing ever and it was beautiful. Welp, I just wanted to come and take the glory away from you and tell you that you all that I'm Santa Claus. Thank God I could only do this now that I have superpowers, but not in my everyday. <laughs> no. I want to see the fucking headlines the next day. Right? Santa real. It's Whoopi. <laughs> Santa Real is Home Shopping Network producer. Producer. <laughs> right, well, right. Like, does she, does she go back to work on the 26th? Does she just stay in the North Pole? Does she have, like, a lease she has to take care of? I think that's it. I, th- I mean, maybe that's all taken care of at that point. I mean, it's not her problem. Bye, mom. Bye, brother. Bye, niece. Well, she has to go back to work so she can sustain herself on torturing people psychologically, so. Well, that's what the elves are for. Like, like when she gets to the North Pole, do we find out that they have, like, some men in black tech? They're like, all right, Santa, now that you're officially in, uh, Ralph's gonna take you into the super advanced technologically uh, involved basement where you're gonna get all your fingerprints melted off and your name uh, erased from all the records in history. (laughs) 
No, she goes up there and she starts asking people for vanilla lattes and yelling at them and criticizing their work. Yeah, well, from the, that's she's going to berate all the elves now. But yeah, Sean, you're right. You'll be only known as S. <laughs> S-Claws. We're not hosting an intergalactic kegger. But yeah, she just uh, flaunts that she's Santa. They all come outside. They look at the sleigh. She's like, yeah, my eight tiny reindeer. A reindeer pisses on her brother's leg. Ha ha! And it's supposed to be funny. And he's just like, this reindeer piss on my leg. And she's like, yep. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's not like, it's barely a joke. He's really upset about it and nobody gives a shit. I was in this movie for three scenes to get pissed on. Okay. My best suit ruined. <laughs> <laughs> my sister Santa, what the fuck? That is definitely something Whoopi just added in. Like, And then yeah. they're going to piss on his leg. Is that going to be great? Let the reindeer piss on him. It'll be hilarious. In a bit people thought were funny who made this movie. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like two minutes too long, right? Like that whole section. Yeah. yeah. So then Whoopi gets on the sleigh and... It's snowing now, Sean. Don't forget. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a fucking two or three inches of snow on the ground in L.A. And, and you just hear all these extras... Oh my god. Oh my it's snow. It's snowing in Los Angeles. Oh my god. And she like doesn't know the deer's names or whatever. She's trying to take off. Of course she doesn't. God, this movie didn't have the fucking decency to just fuck off and end. It just trailed on for a couple extra minutes. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on. She's got to she's got to take Nick out of his retirement. He's going to he's going to relax with Mrs. Claus for the rest of eternity cuz I guess he's still immortal or something. No, he should be not mortal now. So now you have this non-mortal that you're te- that you're forcing well, into teaching you, she says that I want you to be my fucking liaison through how to beat not only Santa Claus, but you're gonna pick the next fucking Santa Claus, so so I don't have to, cause you fucked up last time for the next two hundred years, though, Joe. So is he just gonna be on the hook? <sighs> like, I guess okay, I'm agreeing to this because I get another two hundred years extra on Earth. Uh, sure, why not? Does my wife get the same treatment, or is she just gonna wither away like a fucking pile of dust? Well, she dies, and he becomes the fucking, that zombie from Hellboy that he carries around on his back. <laughs> okay. Just yells at him in Russian. Norwegian. If Whoopi, you know, 200 years from now, she has to get another Santa, you're just gonna eventually have this literal lit- litany of Santas like we have in the N- MDU, uh, with Whoopi and, uh... <laughs> This guy <laughs> at the head of it. Yeah, well, this is the split, right? You have this is right where it splits, and you have you have you know WCW Goldberg Santa, and then you have Whoopi Whoopi Goldberg Santa, and that's where those two split. The Goldberg split the timeline again. The Goldberg split in the timeline. <laughs> Mul- multiple splinters in this episode. Reign of the Santa Claus, everybody. So. Uh, Nick gets in the fucking sleigh, and he gets the deer to take off, and then they're just circling the church for what seems like an eternity, and then say goodbye like four fucking times. Yeah, they come back for a re- for for an encore, just to have her niece be like, "Well, I get well after all of that. Maybe she is Santa." She's like, "Fly back around. I love the adoration." So they fly past the fucking moon and uh, credits. Yeah, they wave to ET. <laughs> <laughs> she would smack him out of the sky for being in the way. Okay. <laughs> Nobody's getting presents this year. <laughs> Just FYI. Right. Whoopi, you blew it. Actually, Santa Santa kind of blew it. Whoopi didn't really know until the final hour. This is the picking Anakin Skywalker of uh, of Christmas. You, <laughs> you chose Darth Vader to be to be Santa. Her Santa Chlorians were super high, so he had no other choice. <laughs> the Doomsday Clock was about to strike midnight, and that's when Santa fucking got off his ass and started getting some work done. <laughs> Here, let's see, this is what happens when you procrastinate. This is the perfect. That's the lesson in this movie don't procrastinate yeah pretty much that is the only lesson this is the worst effort i've ever seen to stave off the apocalypse like at some point everyone just stops caring (laughs) 
Well, even at one point when uh, when Whoopi even says, like, after that whole, like, oh, let's make it a dream sequence, red pill, blue pill situation, she goes to bed and the fucking Ralph appears to Santa. He's like, why didn't you just put the hat on her head? You could have just done that. And he's like, well... I don't want to force an honor. But he kind of does anyway. It's like, it's the it's the end of the world. It's like, I don't want to be pushy. At this point, you're doing a, you're going out of your way to do a bad job. <laughs> yeah. Like, this guy this guy might be the worst Santa. I mean, Whoopi Goldberg's probably going to be bad, but he was probably even worse, right? Because he, like, enjoyed it from the get-go. Right. And the guy before him is retired in a fucking cottage just shaking his head when he's seeing this shit going down. <laughs> right? It's one of those things where he didn't want to think about it because he was like, oh, I love being Santa Claus. I'll always be Santa Claus. And then the elf like was like, hey, it's fucking 200 years, buddy. And he's like, oh, shit. Somebody was on that list that Santa had, but they didn't want to take the job. They weren't. Ki- I mean, they did. They were killed possibly in the process, you know, cross off the name. Dan Haggerty. Oh, yeah. I think was on that list. <laughs> but, you know, he had ascended. He was already as powerful, if not more powerful than Santa. So it would have really just. Uh, it wouldn't have really given him any more power. It's not like it, they don't stack. The powers don't stack. No. You know the rules. I can't hold two divine positions on Earth. He he gave him the year off this year, though. He, so, you know, they kind of work together sometimes, I guess. It, he, he gave Whoopi the year off. <laughs> Dan Haggerty gave Whoopi the year off. But we gave her the year on because this is the first year. Well, well for, for, for a few of us that knew this existed, <laughs> but maybe not all of us. Well, we had to tell her story so that, we, so that she's in the book now. She's in the MDU officially. Right. As a cautionary tail <laughs> <laughs> yes. the bartender's pencil in her in oh yeah so again yeah this is trashing through the snow so what are our presents under our christmas tree for this film um this is a box of reindeer shit wow <laughs> wow prancers prancers poop yes this is prance this is a pile of prancers shit what a sad box of shit <laughs> After he's fallen off the cliff and voided his balance. <laughs> Sam Elliott went out there and collected it in a box, gave it to his daughter. It's real quick, he's like, my daughter could never see this. God, I hated this. It's a banal, <laughs> made-for-TV, uh, sentimentless, cynical, obnoxious Christmas movie, which is one of the most disposable forms of filmmaking on the planet. Just look at Hallmark. <laughs> with a lead who doesn't give a fuck about anything she's doing, and all the jokes are terrible and there's nothing i hate more in a movie than bad comedy fuck this movie (laughs) it's bad it's a bad movie it's a fucking bad movie (laughs) oh my goodness this is one of those gifts that you get that somebody thinks you're gonna like but you don't really like A, 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 a jacket that you would never wear in a million years because it's just not your style the color you hate yeah but whoever bought it his intentions were to be like, they're going to love this. It's going to keep nice and warm, and they're going to really enjoy it. You know, it, it's it's a good gift. And then you get it, and you're like, fuck, damn. I, you know, it's, it's a thoughtful, but I'm never going to wear this fucking thing. You know? Yeah. yeah. So in that sense, it's like, the way that I feel about this film is like, I see what they were trying to do, and there are some really great intentions with a lot of the scenes with Santa Claus. But this is not my fucking style at all. My goodness. Everything else around all the Santa stuff is just horse shit. Like, it's just so fucking boring. And, like, uh, Whoopi really doesn't 
have anything. To, she feels like she's walking around. She's, she's sleepwalking through this movie is what it feels like. There's a couple funny parts. I'll give it that. And again, the stuff with Santa is really sweet. And the message that they're telling there is something that I've never seen in a Christmas movie before. And I thought that was super positive and awesome. If we need a remake of a Christmas movie, don't let it be Home Alone. Let it be this movie um, and do it, do it some justice because the themes here and a lot of the messages that are getting lost in all this other bullshit, I think, should really come to light. And it could make for a really good... Uh, a Christmas uh, movie. Yes, and cast Richard Mole as Santa Claus this time. Yes, Richard <laughs> yes. Mole as Santa Claus, and he's passing the buck to somebody else. He makes it through to the next round of auditions, and then he becomes Santa. <laughs> that is the movie. Ha-ha, <laughs> finally, Miss Mistima wins the day. Sign me up for Richard Mole. As Kafka Claus. <laughs> Suck my dick, Santa Claus. I have your job now. Uh, uh Clothes that uh, you'd never wear, but it, it the, the thought that counts, right? Yeah. I would consider this an off-brand Snuggie. Okay. <laughs> so it's cheap. It's a total ripoff. It's like made out of some uncomfortable fucking felt. You know what? I'll probably wear it on Christmas because I got it and I'm cold. And for the little parts of this movie that are endearing, those little parts of Santa, because I do think he is a really good Santa, the sentimental parts, it's worth wearing that night. But then, you know, it's going to fall apart. I'm. It's going to rip when I walk around the corner. It's going to snag on the doorknob. It's gone. So Yeah, one wash and it's over, yeah. Exactly. You can't even wash it. It just gets filthy <laughs> and then it's done. By next Christmas, it's gone. <laughs> it's gone. It just disintegrates, actually, because it's so fucking cheap. <laughs> Toby sleeps on it once and it's just never the same again. Even Toby doesn't want to sleep on it. Yeah, exactly. What is this, off-brand? <laughs> it gets folded up and put in the corner. Yeah. This is uncomfortable. I don't sleep on this. But yeah, that's that's what I think this movie is for me. Uh, this movie is a... It's a box that you open, and it has, like, another box in it, and then you have another box inside that box, and then you keep going through boxes because someone in your family is a smartass, and you get to that last box... And it's just a gumball uh, surrounded by snowman poop, a.k.a. cotton balls. Oh, no. <laughs> snowman poop is back. <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, the one the one sweet bit in the box, the part you were trying to get to is just has this fucking fuzz all over it, and you put it in your mouth, and it just tastes like shit. That's this movie. <laughs> the sweet gumball is, is the Santa Claus and uh, a, a couple of Whoopi's jokes here and there I felt like actually landed pretty pretty damn good. I was laughing a few times. But if I got this gumball in my mouth or, or what have you, this jawbreak or whatever it is, and I'm, I'm also f- sucking on fucking cotton balls at the same time, I don't need it. Um, I don't, I don't need a whole movie of this. Um, like, uh, Joe had said, take this Santa and put him in a different movie. Put him in another, let's do a third remake of Miracle on 34th Street and get this guy, even though <laughs> I, I, he might not even be alive anymore. This was 20 years ago. But, uh, this, this style of Santa, uh, is really good. And, uh, the rest of the movie, not so much. Again, like, if, if Whoopi had, or, uh, if it wasn't such a 180 out of nowhere, I kind of buy into it more. I actually might not dislike it as much, but it's just the fact that for 90% of this film, Whoopi does not want to have anything to do with this, and then in the last act, all of a sudden, without anything triggering it, she's she's staying, saying thank you to her little gopher who gets her her latte, and, you know, she's smiling all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden she sees the hat and she wants to be Santa, 
when she's hemming and hawing and telling Santa basically to go fuck off for the last, you know, 45 minutes to an hour, it just doesn't make any sense. It's just stupid. Unearned is what it is. Yeah. And you know what? At the end of the day, it's harmless. Like, if I got this gift, okay, whoever did this, it was kind of annoying, but I get the joke. Right in the trash. I'm not even going to probably eat the gumball because <laughs> it's just that disgusting. Who's going to waste their time on a 20-cent gumball that's covered in fucking cotton? Yeah, I'm in my 30s. What do you think this will do to me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just going to go to write it and buy a bag of them, and it's not going to do anything. It, you know, I'll be fine. Just open them up and eat them. Um, so with that said, it, it's definitely a dumpster film, but it's probably like... I don't think it's surface level, but it's definitely not even mid-tier. It's like, you know, elbow deep uh, in the dumpster... Uh, you just, you, you take that box of cotton balls and, and that gumball and you, you throw this VHS or I guess it probably would be DVD. I kind of, it was straddling that line in 2001. We could have either or. It's in, it's in the kitchen right now. <laughs> oh, we got the tape for sure. Yep. <laughs> it's downstairs. I was going to say you could have a, a recorded copy off TNT with a bunch of other bullshit on there. Some old, uh, Joe Bob Briggs uh, episodes. Yeah, there you go. Um, and just, and just, uh, bury it all together, stick it in as far as you can. Try not to get too much, uh, dirty shit on you diapers and hamburger bits and hypodermic needles let's hope you don't get the, uh, infected by trying to get rid of this fucking movie because uh, you, you don't want to see it again it's a it's a one and done kind of film i guess you wouldn't even put it on baldwin huh ne- fuck no fuck no man it's in a dumpster <laughs> <laughs> this contributes nothing to the statue i mean i mean just to compare to the last episode we did silent night deadly night six like that movie sucked ass but like there was parts about that movie that i could sit there and be like you know what that was so ridiculous that i kind of have to laugh at it yes this movie that movie has sequences and story beats that are so insane that you walk away from going oh i'll never forget seeing you know right automaton pinocchio's concave pelvis like it's never gonna leave your brain or mickey rooney smashing somebody over the head with a fucking jack daniels bottle (laughs) exactly like it's such a weird fucking movie and just to go back to something connor says a lot is, is like you don't agree necessarily in this in this uh, case, Connor. But like, I didn't feel like I wasted my time watching this film. Like, I don't feel like time was stolen from me. No, but I'm not gonna watch it again. I could watch any number of Christmas movies with similar stories that are much better again. Even though I don't think it holds up as well as it used to. The Santa Claus is one, and then of course Scrooge. And even there's some fucking Christmas that almost wasn't peppered in there with the mall Santa shit. Like, I would watch Christmas that almost wasn't. Again, before I watch this again. Sure. No, same. And I mean, I say mall Santa. He's he's not technically a mall Santa, but like he's playing the character like a mall Santa would in a sense where it's like he's in the chair, he's seeing kids, but he's also shilling products, which is like a weird thing that even like by the end of the movie, Whoopi's like, oh, we're shilling a plastic Jesus. That's got to be sacrilegious. Like (laughs) it's a weird fucking movie that I don't even know how it got made, to be perfectly honest. Shopping channel Santa. By TNT, though. (laughs) (laughs) Like like if QVC put this out, I'd be like, okay, it kind of makes a little more. I I don't know. I've said what I've had to say. I don't want to keep. Uh, picking at the bones of poor uh, Call Me Claus here, but uh, not a fan. Didn't hate it, but definitely didn't like it. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so uh, we got to see what uh, Haggerty and Dobby have on the schedule for our next episode. I think it's uh, something about a killer snowman, I believe. Hmm. Yeah, you know, Michael Keaton, he, uh, he goes out in his car in a snowstorm and he crashes and he dies. And a couple years later, his his wife's really sad about it, his son's really sad about it, but then he comes back as a fucking snowman, and he has, like, a snowball fight with his son. Wait, 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 wait. 
Oh, you're thinking of the other Jack Frost. This one's about a serial. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, this is the one where a serial killer jumps into or get crashes into a fucking chemical uh, truck and fuses with a bunch of snow and becomes a killer mutant snowman. What? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and fucks Shannon Elizabeth in a bathtub with a carrot. To literal death. I think I watched the wrong movie. I'll have to uh, <laughs> report back next week. No, just go into it, Sean. Just go into it with that one. Wouldn't that be wild if you uh, if you just didn't uh, vocalize that until uh, we started talking about it? Yeah. Imagine if I wasn't uh, doing a bit. That would be crazy, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that would be bad, because then you'd have to go watch it. Then you'd know I never watched the fucking promo at that point. Like, let's be perfectly honest. No, well, that too. <laughs> Wait a minute, shit. We meant, we forgot to mention the beginning of the episode. Uh, it's been crazy, guys. Like, we, we, we've been trying to put out all this stuff and get all this good stuff out to you guys uh, with the promos and the episodes and the, and the prizes and the contests and stuff. So we do have a contest going on. Um, you're going to see that. You're going to see a, some more of that on the, uh, the social media media uh pages that we have like instagram facebook twitter and stuff um but yeah each episode is going to have that secret haggerty code that you want to listen for and message us on your favorite social media app to enter and we're giving away some really cool stuff there's secret santa uh uh prize packs with items from lunch meat vhs tapes from the crypt and sadist art designs and you're going to win a bunch of cool christmas uh movie dumpster stuff including a trashing through the snow 2020 t-shirt with brand new artwork by uh davy the scaredy cat deforn a resident artist and some other some other good stuff in there movie dumpster christmas ornament all kinds of good stuff um, but yeah, definitely uh, don't forget to enter. And um, you know, you want to support us, support your favorite show. Go to Patreon for uh, two, five, and ten dollar tiers. Five dollar gets you some sticker packs, access to commentary tracks and minisodes. Ten dollars gets you a T-shirt, enamel pin, uh, access to those commentary tracks and those minisodes as well. And you get some cool movie dumpster swag uh, to go with that. And for no money at all, you can head over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five star review. Um, if you're digging the show, uh, we, we love to hear from you. So uh, leave us a review, write us an email, shoot us a message, shoot the shit, uh, sign up for that Patreon, read some questions from you guys. Lots of fun stuff. Get out of the dumpster and away from this fucking movie. And, uh, <laughs> well, that too, yeah. Get us into other people's eardrums. And uh, we always love to thank our patrons specifically. Uh, thank you to Hunter Davenport, Brendan Lemune, The Autistic Gamer 89, Christopher... Jacob Chavez, Leonardo Roberto Talavera Barocio. Miracle on Gorlami Street. <laughs> okay. Amanda Tweed, Joe Has a Mustache, Dustin Elkins, Nick Lowry, Dalton Bell, Sergio Murillo, Matt Collins, Tyler Monty, Lucio Fulci's butt, Julie Lockwood. Huh. Hey, yo. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, Julie. <laughs> You're welcome. I love you guys. Kyle McDonald. Nicholas Walters, Justin Kiefer, Daniel Perhaps, Jacob Fonsbeck, Patrick Farmer, Tony from Hack the Movies, C.B. Smith, Arlen Haro, and John. Possibly John Hurt. We're still not sure about that, John. Don't tell us. We don't want to actually know. Yeah, don't, don't ever tell us because we'll die. <laughs> uh, but thank you all for being our patrons and for all your support. Thank you guys so much. And thank you, Julie, for coming on once again. Thank you guys for having me. Anytime. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for bringing this uh, 
uh, snowman poop covered atrocity to the MDU. And uh, I mean, are you really thanking me? It doesn't sound like you're very thankful. <laughs> I, I mean, please find more cynical Christmas movies for me to just gobble up. Yes. yes. I mean, I can always do that. And, uh, you know, you brought us this nightmare. Joe brought us elves and uh, I brought us uh, Home Alone 4. So it, let's continue the trend next year. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we hope you have a whoop, a whoopee Christmas, right? <laughs> uh, I don't. I, I hope you have a genuinely oh, good Christmas. A whoopee Christmas sounds terrible. A Patrick Swayze Christmas. I hope you have a jumping Jingle Bells Christmas. So that's it. That's Call Me Claus from 2001, directed by Peter Werner. Hey, everybody, if you want some more bad movie goodness, you can check us out at moviedumpsterpodcast.com. Subscribe to us anywhere you listen to your podcast, and make sure to leave us a five-star review if you dig the show, because it helps us get out of the bottom of the dumpster and into more eardrums. Yeah, and if you're on the social medias, you can follow us at Movie Dumpster on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm Joel Escola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. Call me Connor McGraw. I'm Julie Lockwood. I'm whoopsie! Thanks for visiting the dumpster. Whatever hardships may come your way in the years which lie ahead, don't ever lose hope. If you just keep the spirit of Christmas alive in your hearts, you can survive anything. Merry Christmas. God bless. Goodbye. And good luck. Why do you say good luck?